it's crazy. I'm not entirely, I don't know how anyone else is surviving out here. I, I don't know how everyone else is making life work right now. I'm not sure how anyone's out here grocery shopping. I'm not sure how, I just don't know. I really don't know. Don't pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, that's pretty profound. But the whole book of Proverbs is like that. Like it's not preachy. It's not. It's not what you think. Like it's. It's like, it's good guidance. It's like good guidance that you would want a father to give to his son. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdown. We will not abide by your mask Shakespeare, your hosts, Leah and Michelle. In this week's headline news, Trump has come out swinging against lockdowns, masking, and so much more, which I'm actually, I'm glad. I'm like, Trump, finally, you're speaking out about this stuff. I'm waiting for him to speak out about the January 6th prisoner. Speaking of which, the Proud Boys leader, Joe Biggs, has been sentenced to 17 years. Years, not months. 17 years. This is absolute insanity. So also, Leah, what's going on with the Democrats and them denying elections? Well, I just have a montage of Democrats denying elections so that we recognize that when Trump and these 17 or 18 co-conspirators are being tried, well, they're, they're trying Trump and all of his associates for exactly what they did, denying the elections. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of leadership... Mitch McConnell, another brain freeze, actually a seizure. No one seems to care. Why are the people around Mitch McConnell not going, wow, this is a big deal? Because um, they're handling him. They are handling him and they're covering it up. We've got that and so much more on this week's headline news right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. S-A-T. All right, Leah. Deny, deny, deny. Do you remember Stacey Abrams? Yeah. Every single time we turned around, you know I won. You know I won. Yeah. I won that election. And and what about Hillary Clinton? I won the election. Everyone knows that I won the election. Yeah, so Trump is being uh, tried for denying the election results. And we're going to talk today uh, about a really serious matter. Uh, the January 6th defendants. Now, I know that for some, it's hard to defend them based on some of their outlandish behavior. Uh, Joe Biggs were, used to work at Infowars and the Proud Boys are known for their antics. They are known for being loud. They're known for being boisterous. They're known for uh, going and confront, confronting Antifa. 
and kind of looking for a fight. Right. Right. Um, they were a response to Antifa. Mm -hmm. They were a response. They didn't come out of nowhere. They, they actually, they, they did not start going hard until it, they, they realized the left was going hard. And on January 6th. No, no, no. I mean, in general. The, oh, yeah, the yeah, Cowboys yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah. They were, you know, they went to Oregon. Mm -hmm. They went to the Chaz, uh, you know, facility that had they had taken kind over. Kind of taking the stance if, if the government and the police are not going to stop this, someone has to. Exactly. And to make, make a point and stand up for the everyday person. And I think that there are a lot of videos going around of Joe Biggs. There are a lot of videos going around of people who... Um, we're happy to have walked through the Capitol, happy to have take over, taken over the Capitol, but they didn't take over the Capitol with guns or weapons. And they didn't necessarily take over the Capitol. They went in and they walked around. Right. And I, for one, I remember that day and I know that there's a narrative that every single, um, person has to say, and Tim Pool, I'm going to play a large clip from Tim Pool today. Even he has to say, no, 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 you shouldn't have pushed down the barriers. And no, 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 you shouldn't have gone in the Capitol. And uh, obviously, you should not um, attack police. I mean, these are, you know, no-brainers, right? But at the same time, the left was doing all of those things and worse. They burned down cities. And it's one of those things where the bully um, ag eggs people on and they, 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 punch and they punch and they punch and they punch and they punch and then the guy gives one punch back and knocks him out and suddenly that's the bad guy well and you know what i find the most egregious about this is while the left is burning down cities these politicians and all of these big wigs in dc they are trying to say that it's a greater offense that this happened because they were trying to overturn an election. So essentially what the big wigs in Washington are saying is that because this happened to us, our well-being, our special interests are more important than homes and people's personal businesses being burned to the ground. Yeah, so Joe Biggs has a daughter at home. His mom has cancer. And, you know, I, I look at... And a lot of the Proud Boys and how they they took they went after the left with their foul mouths and their um, kind of mocking and joking and things like that. And they they realized that guys, this is not how we take down the left. That it's not just about exposing them for their ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. That the CIA and the FBI and the deep state have been. In, in in a cohort conspiring against the American people for years. And you're not going to take them down by holding some rallies against Antifa. Right. And they, they the, the, the honeypot was January 6th. They knew that they stole the election. And they wanted you all to go there. And they had integrators in the crowd. We know what Ray Epps was was pushing people to do, pushing people to do. Go into the Capitol, they Forget said. Forget just instigators in the crowd. They had instigators even in, in groups like the Proud Boys. And the number one thing they wanted to do was for this kind of riot to happen. Mm -hmm. 
okay, so that the evidence would not be presented. The air went out of the room. It was a gut punch. I was waiting on pins and needles for every single one we of those right representatives here in studio covering it live. to give their evidence. Yeah. I was waiting for Madison Cawthorn to give his evidence. I was waiting for Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then something happened. You weren't allowed to talk about the election anymore. All eyes and all thoughts were on January 6th. And you see what the Democrats have done. But you know, you know what is the worst part about all of this? is they treat January 6th as if it was 9-11 and thousands of people died. Yeah. They treat it as such a, like, you can't touch it, you can't talk about it, yeah. because people died, Yeah. right? No one but Ashley Babbitt died yeah. as a result of January 6th. I think there was somebody else. There was a lady who was trampled. Okay. There was a couple of people that were actually died. No, the police officers, what I mean is they're saying that this was like a war. And yeah. that because of these people, that th these instigators, these rioters, whatever, because of them, people that were trying to defend our elections and defend D.C. and defend the Capitol, right. there was a complete slaughter of people. I think you're right that a lady was trampled, but why was she trampled and who trampled her? Um, she was trampled by, um, passed by, by, by people, Trump supporters, on accident. You know, I think there was, she was pushed down. The, the police did not offer her help. It was. It was. We've played that video. Yeah. We've played the video of this poor lady. I think she might have been pepper sprayed by the police. Don't quote me on that. Um, what I'm saying is, if if anything, this lady died because of the negligence of the police that were told not to engage, not to help, not the only thing that the police were told to do was to throw pepper spray. You know, it, it was. No one was there to help this woman. It was a mass casualty event. And the casualty was our republic. And we do know that the police stood by and walked people through the Capitol. Yeah. We've seen the video of the police lined up on both sides of the hallway, letting people in. Um, the, 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 ju the judge, Judge Kelly, who tried Joe Biggs, he was a Trump appointee. What, what does that mean as a Trump appointee? That's a Mitch McConnell appointee. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell had a list. Mitch McConnell had his guys in, okay? Very few of those judges were quote unquote Trump appointees and Trump needs to learn and know better. Um, no more Mitch McConnell suggestions. Okay. Maybe Ron Paul or Rand Paul suggestions at the very least. Um, Tom Fitton suggestions, right? This is, this was a setup from the very beginning. And this judge says that he wants to make an example of Joe Biggs. Did and he actually say those words? No, I don't believe. I, I think what he, he is saying in the words that he did say, and I, you're horrible about quoting me on things like that. The essence. Well, I wasn't quoting. Of, I'm asked. The reason why I'm asking is because regardless of whether he said it or not. Okay, 17 years. He wants to make an example. He said that you can't. We can't allow people to think. Okay. That this is what you so, do so to change in that election. In in him trying to make an example of Joe Biggs. Yeah. Okay. You don't punish someone to curb that's future what things. That's that's the, the, what I'm saying is someone gets, if you're to be election. punished, the idea behind a punishment is to make sure and ensure that this person does not harm it's society. It's supposed to be about that again. person, not about It's supposed to be about people. that person. Now, the punishments at large for things should be a deterrent. 
Yeah. But you don't get to punish someone to make an example of that. Yeah. Regardless of whether he said those words or not, it's wrong. Yeah, I want to run this montage first before we go into Joe Biggs and Donald Trump uh, of the Democrats denying elections. It was stolen. Stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I right. think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The 2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. Yes, cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. We know that they were into voting roles actual interference with the elections themselves. We know it happened. Despite no credible evidence, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacking of our election. Hacking of our, of our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Stolen election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. The universal assessment that Russia hacked our election. Election Most young Americans consider Donald Trump an illegitimate president. An illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Why is he illegitimate? He just won an election. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. I absolutely agree. Experts urge Clinton Kent to challenge election results. We will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. Even illegitimate president. Russia hacked our election. Russians hacking our election. Hacked our election. Russia hacking our election. I don't see the president-elect as a legitimate president. Trump is an illegitimate president who stole the election. He is not a president. He's illegitimate. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. It's terrifying. Would you be my vice president? <laughs> Hillary Clinton voters call to overturn election results. More than 4 million people have already signed a petition on change.org calling for the electors of the Electoral College to, quote, ignore their states, votes, and cast their ballots for Secretary Clinton. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. We are the victims of a bloodless coup. He didn't win the general election. Yo, Electoral College, make Hillary Clinton president, period. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. <laughs> Dems don't accept Trump as a legitimate president. This wasn't on the level. This election was not on the level. I don't think he's a legitimate president. Your election wasn't legit. He got his victory from cheating. Yes, Trump cheated. Trump cheated. The 2016 election. He's an illegitimate president. No validity. No credibility. Mm -hmm. And because of that, anger at what some see as an illegitimate president. Will not be a peaceful change of power. A number of incidents turned violent. Protesters hurled trash cans, flash bombs, and objects at police. Several officers injured. Protesters threw rocks and smashed windows, leading to more confrontations, injuries, and arrests. The chaotic scene just blocks outside the secure area of the inauguration. If denying election results is extreme now. Yeah. 
So let's let's be really clear. That comparison that you made is just ridiculous. Protests against Donald Trump's election victory surged overnight and some became violent. Violence erupted on the streets of Portland during the second straight day of protests over the election of Donald Trump. Some protesters launched fireworks and other projectiles at police. Several people began vandalizing cars. Some demonstrators smashed store windows. Protesters faced off with police in other cities too, including Oakland, Denver, and Minneapolis. Violent protests continuing now for the third day in a row. Some 4,000 angry demonstrators over Trump's election victory taking to the streets. Officers confronted thousands of protesters in what police called a riot. Setting fires, taking their frustrations out on cars and buildings. People threw projectiles at officers and damaged property as well. I threw a trash can at them because I'm angry. One woman driving through was attacked as someone used a bat to smash her windshield. They are undermining our democratic process, everything that we stand for. So they have been telling us for years yeah. that we are undermining, we have been undermining the democratic process. Yes. Meanwhile, that's exactly what they have done and they know it. Yes. No, they've been doing it. And it's so funny that when we start to say what they what it's interesting, they accuse you of what they're guilty of. And when you start to say, wow, you guys really stole an election when when Donald Trump didn't steal an election and they did try to steal an election, they did steal an election. Um, then they come at you with knives and pitchforks. They will take you down off of YouTube. Nobody got taken down off of YouTube. We got taken down off of YouTube. Hillary went all, this is a mind control brainwashing at the highest level. So you have to, you know, I give people a break when they come at me with all kinds of conspiracy theories because nothing makes sense right now. And, um, I've got a clip. Tucker interviewed Donald Trump and he actually said the word assassination. And I would never say that to somebody to their face. Like they're going to come at you to assassinate you. Like that's, that's really intense. But I think that Tucker is kind of beyond decorum at this point. And he's with, um, he's being interviewed himself. And he, he says what we're all trying to put into words and understand. We can't understand what kind of world that we're living in, wherein our leaders are being prosecuted. The, um, the case in Fulton County in Georgia is utterly ridiculous. This prosecutor has been sitting on this information for years and all of a sudden she wants to bring this case. She doesn't want it. To, she doesn't actually want to bring the case until March of 2024 when the primaries start. Uh, this is this is political weaponization of our judicial system and we've seen it before, but they usually do it with their mask on and now they've taken their mask off. So I want to play um, this clip from Tucker about how we're speeding towards assassination. What do you think the future holds? Is it? I don't know. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? No, of course. I mean, look, if, you know, they protested him. They called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times. And every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment. Now you go to indictment and none of them work. What's next? 
I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously. And no one will say that, but I don't, I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, they have decided, permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's, that's com- so threatening to them, they just can't have him. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case, which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like it, I, it's, it's really it's hard to overstate how bad this is. And I'm not I, I don't I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know, so like. I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. So I think that Tucker is right. The, 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 the factor that he that's not being weighed in here is the God factor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, it's the, it's the number one factor by the yeah. way. But aside from that, I think that Tucker is spot on. And if you look at the 80s, you look at they tried to assassinate Reagan. They failed, you know, but they have succeeded in assassinating presidents before. Yeah, what you're seeing is an all-out assault upon freedom and populism. You had um, the Georgia House that did several Georgia legislatures wanted to hold a special session to um, in to to impeach the prosecutor going after Donald Trump, but Governor Brian Kemp, who we know is on the take mm-hmm. for the neocons, right. said that he wanted the law to play out. And he thought maybe it might even be unconstitutional to hold a special session to, to impeach this prosecutor. You even have the um, Georgia Speaker of the House, John Burns, Republican, he said that he doesn't want to defund the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. And as several of his GOP colleagues have suggested, according to a letter he wrote, he said that the effort to go after Miss Willis shouldn't take precedence over the damage in southern Georgia by Hurricane Idalia that barreled through multiple states, uh, as we've seen. Um, it was a horrible hurricane. But when people were talking about defunding this prosecutor, it was way before the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that Georgia Republicans are a good old boys club. It's very much like Ohio, but I feel like it's even worse where you have two different sets of Republicans. The Democrats are all united Mm -hmm. and you have two different sets of Republicans. And behind closed doors, you do what the party tells you to do. This is not a you don't get to decide how your government is going to be run. Do you understand that? Are you are you awake to this this um, this idea now? When it comes to the Republican Party, you see, you just get to vote on whether you choose a Republican or whether you choose a Democrat, but you don't get to decide what Republican you're going to choose, and you certainly do not get to decide what those Republicans or Democrats do or how they vote or how they legislate. You see, no, 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 no. You are the little people. You see, we make laws behind closed doors. We make them very confusing. We make them very boring for you. Have you ever seen some of those um, court TV or uh, movies where 
Um, you've got one uh, bad guy or one criminal making these slight changes in the law. And everybody's sleeping and it's very boring. We just watched this movie from the 80s with uh, Jim Joe Pesci or whatever mm-hmm. in it, uh, Belushi. And he and you see these mob guys and he makes this one move while everybody else is snoozing about this really wordy piece of legislation. But he gets his piece of legislation through. And that's all he needed. Right. That's what happens. They make it boring. They make it hard to get in. They make it hard to understand so that the average person, if it just says, hey, we want children to be able to change their gender. Yes or no. We would say no. But then, like with the Ohio issue one that's going to be on the ballot in November, they make it real wordy. Do you support the reproductive freedom of women? Well, that sounds like, yeah, I would do that. Right. Um, so they make these, they make things wordy. They do make things wordy. And, uh, you know, Fulton County is a seat of some really intense civil war battles. And I would say that there is probably something very spiritual, probably need to go and pray over this land, right? But I think that there's something generational there. And we will talk more about that right after these messages from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. Be We're back. Just Come back. Started. We're just getting started. We're going to hear about Joe Biggs. Okay, so Leah, we're heading yes. into Labor Day. Yeah, you know what that means? It means there's a sale at the Brighteon store. Up to 55% off. You know, uh, a lot of this stuff, it costs a lot. I yeah. get it because it's good stuff. It's high-quality stuff. Yeah, yeah. So several times a for. year, Mike hands deals over to you guys, and this is one of those times. So if you make a purchase over uh, 100 bucks, you're going to get a free National News magazine. If you make a purchase over uh, $195, you are going to get a free braided survival cord. That's awesome. Uh, you've got this uh, awesome Labor Day sale. So if you've been eyeing things, if you've been wondering, hey, I would like to try that, but let's see. You know, I want to wait till it goes on sale just to try it. Now is the time. Now is the time. You got three three days and six hours and 23 minutes to go get your Bridie on store. Look at these sales. So we've got the nascent iodine, 24% off. We've got organic hand-roasted whole bean coffee, 21% off. Yeah. I mean, we've got, I think there was a, an amaranth bucket at the top that was on sale. Whatever, um, flourless gluten-free banana bread kit. That sounds awesome. It's got coconut oil and tiger nut. Uh, flour, whatever that is. I don't even know. This yeah. stuff looks amazing. So if you've been looking at stuff, spirulina, everybody needs to have that. It's 30% off right now. Um, organic whole roasted uh, um, bean coffee. Again, different variety. There's a four pack. Uh, organic hemp milk combo kit, 17% off. Guys, vitamin C, you need all of this stuff. Yeah. Okay, I love they have a lemon cake kit on sale. It comes with like all the stuff that you need to make a lemon cake. Dairy-free chocolate ice cream, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Look at this lemon cake kit, okay? It has turmeric root powder. What in the world? It's got almonds, raw cashews, coconut oil. Okay, that is super cool. I love that they have that. So go to the Brighteon store. Use promo well, code and Chicks. A, a three-pack of the Hawaiian Astaxanthin is uh, 32% off. So a three-pack three is uh, $85.95. So... You can get those for um, cheaper than I need to stock up one. on them. Absolutely. Yeah, stock up right 100%. now. 100%. It's what I'm telling you guys to get every single week because I take it every day. The vitamin B12, liquid vitamin B12, vitamin guys, C. This Labor Day sale seems to be, from what we're scrolling through right now with you guys, Good to deals. be one of the best sales I've seen them do. So I want to encourage you, go to the Brighton store. And what you're doing is you're supporting a network that allows us to talk about Joe Biggs in January 6th, where normally you can't, you can't talk about this you stuff. You can't talk about it. And let's 
let's roll into that right now because Tim Pool does a really great breakdown of what happened uh, with this trial. Uh, uh, it's it's a farce. It's a tragedy, and I want you guys to hear what Tim has to say, and then we'll do some commentary afterwards. Here we go. From the Daily Mail, former Proud Boys leader Joe Biggs sobs during sentencing as he's given 17 years in prison over January 6th after begging court not to separate him from his daughter and cancer-stricken mom. Biggs, Ethan Nordine, Zachary Rail, and Enrique Tarrio were all found guilty of the charges after they broke into the Capitol following the 2020 election. Full stop! Fake news! Enrique Tarrio is actually not there. So, uh, yeah, his charges, I, I don't believe anything to do with him. He, he was arrested beforehand and barred from the city. Tarrio was not there, so uh, you, gotta, you gotta correct that one, Daily Mail. The judge ruled Biggs was qualified for a terrorism sentencing enhancement. Biggs' sentence is one of the harshest handed out in capital riot cases, only behind the 18-year sentence for Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes. Here's where it gets interesting. So this is Joe Biggs. Many of you may know him. He worked for uh, InfoWars. He said, I know that I have to be punished. And I understand. But he added, please give me the chance. I beg you to take my daughter to school and pick her up. I wanted to see what would happen. My curiosity got the best of me. I am not a terrorist. I'm one of the nicest people in the world. Judge Timothy Kelly wasn't having it. As he said, Americans are the envy of the world and U.S. elections must be respected. Telling Biggs, you did play a role in riling up the crowd. If you don't like how an election is being conducted, you can speak out, call, write, or meet with election officials. You can engage in peaceful protest, file a lawsuit. That right there is why I think we absolutely have to talk about this story, because that judge lied. Or he's really dumb. Maybe both. Uh, if you peacefully protest like the people who were walking around the other side of the building, they're going to arrest you anyway. If you say sit in front of an abortion clinic, they're going to try to give you 11 years in prison because you peacefully protested. How about this? If you speak it on Twitter, they'll claim it's part of a criminal conspiracy. If you make a phone call, part of a criminal conspiracy, write or meet with election officials. Not only are they charging Donald Trump, his staff and legal team for doing these things, they've even criminally charged the election officials that they met with. So this is insanity. 17 years. Why? What did he do? He tore a fence down. Should he have done it? No. Should he have been punished or prosecuted or whatever? Yeah. Two and a half years may be a little harsh for tearing down a fence. You take a look at what, what, what happened with the far left extremists, BLM or otherwise, nothing. So this is particularly extreme. We have some commentary here. Matt Walsh says, a man just got 17 years in prison for tearing down a fence on January 6th. Meanwhile, a guy responsible for burning an entire police station to the ground during the BLM riots got only four years. No sane person thinks this is justice, but we do not live in a sane world. It is an insane world. And of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out saying Proud Boys organizer Joseph Biggs sentenced to 17 years by U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly. How many violent BLM riders are serving 17 years, especially after rotting in jail for the past two years? J6ers need to be pardoned. They've been persecuted enough. I have... Um, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that gives me a sinking feeling because what I, what I did following the story is I went to look at a few forums to see what the sentiment was among Trump supporters and uh, fans of Joe Biggs. And, uh, you know, it's getting scary out there because the response from these people is terrifyingly, as I've predicted, the view that the government is illegitimate, law enforcement doesn't exist, and the perception among those who support Donald Trump is increasingly becoming, and for many already is, that these law enforcement officers are no different than a guy in a clown costume. 
that if a person walks up to you wearing a set of clothes, it doesn't mean anything. They're now saying that this is Soviet style communist revolution. This is what was happening to the Spanish Civil War. And if this escalates and likely will, because the far left will not stop. They're going insane. They, they're, I don't know if they're a zombie horde setting fire to everything around them, just screeching the top of their lungs, or it's intentional. But you want to know who's at fault for the continued strife in this country? It's not Joe Biggs. It's, it's, it's this judge. 17 years, that's going to freak people out and not the way they think. Now, here's, here's what I want to add before we just jump into the full conversation. The reason why they gave him 17 years, it has nothing to do with who Joe Biggs is or what he did. It's because of the mob phenomenon. And they want everyone to know that they will throw the book at you and the hammer if you engage in any kind of mob mentality phenomenon. There's also a video of Zachary Real, who was also sentenced today. He's getting 15 years and he was also convicted of seditious conspiracy during this three month trial uh, of him saying, don't go into the Capitol. Don't go in there. And they're like, irrelevant to wow. us. You have to go in because later you threw something at a police officer. I mean, there are things where I can agree like. It was, don't throw stuff at cops. Don't throw stuff at cops. It's <laughs> out of hand. On the other hand, both of these men have young children and you're locking them up to prove your political point. Yeah. And that's pretty sick. Well, and <laughs> Kelly is the second judge that has said something to the effect of like, because of you, we no longer have stable elections. And because so, of it's this judge's fault. They are coming for you. They are coming for your families. They are they are using violence. They are like the, the, the sentiment is not, well, justice was served. It, it's, it's done the exact opposite. This is radicalizing people because the sentence is psychotic. Mm -hmm. 300 people are in jail because of January 6th. Over a thousand have been charged federally. Uh, it, it just seems like I, I can't imagine being a business owner in a city where there were significant rioting, rioting during the summer of 2020 and thinking like, wow, I wish someone cared about what happened to me as much as DC cares about what happens to itself. Mm. I mean, they experienced so much. There was so much loss there. And yet all of the focus is on these people and one specific day. It seems it seems disproportionate to me. This is not, it, it, is, it is incredible naivety to think that a 17 year sentence will set an example for anybody. The only example this judge has set is that there is a biased neo-lib, neocon, uniparty machine that will destroy your life unjustly if you speak out against them in any way. I imagine riot charge would be a couple of months or something, maybe followed by probation or whatever. But when you look at the crimes committed by the far left, it is fairly obvious. They're, they're, they're being paid money. When the far leftists rioted in DC and burned and set fire to buildings and garbage in the street and a limousine smashing windows, the city paid them millions of dollars, hmm. paid them after they got arrested. When it's the right at the Capitol, I mean, look, and you've also had the left storm into the Senate and, you know, buildings mm -hmm. and, and, and bang on the Supreme Court doors and go into the Capitol, all of that, not a peep, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. So all that they're doing is setting an example that you have oppressors willing to use force against you to take you from your children. And, and like, if you look at the forums is what people are saying, I, I, the, the radicalization is terrifying. this back up minute and I don't want to give too much time on commentary because that was a long clip but but guys I get the sentiment of being angry but that for the past three weeks we've been doing our revelation red pill show kind of giving you the foundation of how our nation got to be as extreme as it is right now and how did it get here because Christians let it in
because we took a back seat because we kept saying, oh, everything has to get worse and worse. And then Jesus is going to come back and suck us out of here. And so we literally extracted ourselves and our stance of we must expand the kingdom of God. It is our job to take dominion. It is our job to expand literally God's peace in this world. So we stopped doing that. And now we're here. So guys, let me tell you something. All we have to do is rise up as Christians. Oh, Michelle, that sounds so yada, yada, yada. Guess what? We haven't been doing it. It hasn't been tried. It's not like communism that's been tried in several uh, countries and failed. Okay. This hasn't been tried for over a hundred years. And when it was tried and it was done, America was created and it worked. Yeah. So we have to get back to that. Exalts the nation, but corrupt you know, politicians bring it down. And not just corrupt politicians, everybody in their own life. You don't get to have one foot in the world. You got all these people cohabitating with their significant others and thinking it's fine to just sleep around and God doesn't care. That's an unrighteous nation. We must get back to righteousness. And once we have righteousness, then we will see justice. So I would say to the Joe Biggs, uh, you need to do what Pete Santilli did is find Jesus in jail. You need to read your Bible every single day. You need to find a reason to be there. You need to find a reason to live and God will get you out. Absolutely. You need to. You that, need, and that did happen and, with Pete Santilli. And the anger, the if you 20s. have anger and, and violence in your heart or vengeance in your heart, it's not going to work. Right. You need to read your Bible through. Uh, this is what Corey graded. He read it. He read the Bible through um, in like a, uh, like a week. He read the, and he read it multiple times and he found Jesus there. And in it, he, he's like, Corey said something. He said, don't be afraid to go to jail because often a lot of people find Jesus in jail. Find the power of God there. Read the word of God there. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and join you and there. And if you already have Jesus while you're in jail, then you're going to be giving it to those that need it, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And so, yes, this is completely unjust. Yes, this is evil. Yes, these people should but be held accountable. if you want us to fight with you, Joe, we need you and, and, and Enrique and all of the Proud Boys and all of the January Sixers. We need to join together. You know, there's a little old lady who's sentenced to like two years in jail because she walked around the building. Like, I really feel bad for her. Uh, She didn't know any better. And this is vindictive. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. And we need to start praying imprecatory psalms. Yes. Uh, Back back when, um, back, it's very interesting because our friend, um, I'm going to talk about this later, but uh, our friend uh, showed us in David Chilton's book, Paradise Restored. That when Christians began to speak imprecatory psalms, which is God, please destroy my enemy in Jesus' name. Basically, Call down curses on these people. All, literal curses. And all of these wicked people fell, like these, these Roman leaders. God, judge my enemy. Yeah. The pit that they dug for me, may they fall in it. Yeah. Call on God's righteousness. Right. Call, and God gave me that word last week. We must call and pray for God's judgment. Right. All right. So I want to speak about uh, God doing righteous judgment for Donald Trump. I want to play this clip about uh, the weaponization of what's happening to Trump. Let's hear what Trump has to say. Is there anyone on the planet that doesn't know what I look like? I wish there were some people like that. That'd be very nice for me. And yet, for some reason, the communist Democrats in Atlanta made a mugshot of me. That's a mugshot because I said the election was rigged. And I believe it more strongly than ever. It was a rigged election. We all know why and we know what they're doing and we certainly get it. But I know I'm your favorite president and they make me look like a criminal, but it completely and totally backfired, as you probably read. Since my mugshot was released, our campaign has raised over $10 million. The people get it. The people know this is a sham and a scam. 
This is nothing but election interference. They want to interfere with our election so they can try and damage me with all these bullshit lawsuits that you see flying all over the place. But it's election interference is orchestrated by crooked Joe Biden, the worst president in the history of our country, along with the deep state. And on November 5th, 2024, it's going to backfire again when we win back the White House and make America great again. I just want to thank you for your tremendous support. And here it is. If you want to go out and get it, you can go out and get it. Have fun with it. But people do like it, I must say. Thank you very much. I hope that Republican district attorneys and attorney generals throughout the country are closely watching the tremendous weaponization of justice that is being utilized against me. There's never been anything like it. But you ought to watch. And frankly, it's an eye for an eye, or it's fight fire with fire. What they're doing to our country is amazing. So Republicans, I hope you're watching. Can I just say when he held up the shirt, and you're sorry about the curse? I am. This is Bridie on. You're supposed to get all the the goodness and the purity and and allow your little toddlers in the room. Yeah. Donald, come on, man. And that's going back to the righteousness. We will never cast out Satan with Satan. We do not need to cast out the devil with curse words, Trumpy. But I love the shirt. I love that he held it up and he was like, Oh, they are making so much money off of these. I I don't want to get one. Night lights. No way. Yes, that was one of the first things I've seen people get tattoos on oh, their Lord, calves. That's too far. Oh no, they're doing Please it. Please don't do that. Hundred percent. But get the shirts. Everybody wear the shirts. I love the shirt. Um, there should there got to be a song. Having Trump hold it up was yes. There's the and Trump he's laughing. Shot. I know. I he's love it. laughing about it, and they are crying that he's laughing. So I really think that um, what 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 the pit that my enemy has dug for me may they fall therein. Yes. This is the mug shot. They're falling right into the mug. Now, finally, that's good. Finally, Trump is speaking out against the lockdown. Yes. Like, this is the first time that he's done so. And he says, we won't comply. So our, our mom, our patriot gallery, he's like, she's like, I think he's listening to me. He's, he's come, he came out strong. You got to hear this one. So, so do you. Just the left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, Hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election even if it means trying to bring back COVID, but they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. Mm. I wish we had more time to actually give commentary on that, but that I, this, fire. to me, 
is a winning speech by Trump. And I wanted to also encourage those of you that are um, afraid of the mask mandates coming back or the lockdowns coming back Mm -mm. and thinking to yourself, I know that I will not comply, but I'm afraid that the rest of Republicans Mm -mm. will still go along with it. No, some might. But they won't because Trump says so. Well, no, and that's the I think, interesting thing. Honestly, I think there's enough people on the right and the left and even non-Trumpy people that I just I feel the sentiment. No, I feel it. But what I'm saying is this should give you a, a ton of encouragement sure. knowing that Trump holds up huge sway yeah. with a lot of people that are kind of mm-hmm. still sheeple. Yeah. And I would say this. There's a lot of people that have that are awake. And so I've seen just regular everyday people. I'm not doing this. I'm not, again. Having it. I'm not doing this again. So be very encouraged with that. Uh, that was probably the the most uh, important minute and a half that I've heard Donald Trump say in the past four years. Yes, that was 100 percent like awesome. If he comes out with a video like that about vaccines, then he's good as gold. Yeah. And then say, I'm sorry. Yeah. repent jesus please heal the people that got the vaccine Mm -hmm. all right so uh speaking of needing healing mitch mcconnell had another brain freeze he's he's having these kind of seizures or something but notice i have a clip playing after it uh from joe biden and i want you guys to put two and two together that mitch mcconnell and joe biden are on the same team he's going to bat for this guy who's obviously not mentally there from a guy who's obviously not mentally there and they both should be playing shuffleboard probably they probably can't even play shuffleboard they should be playing checkers in a nursing home somewhere probably behind bars let's roll this clip what are my thoughts about what running for re-election in 2026 Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Penny. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Speaking to Leader McConnell. Yes, I have. I spoke to Mitch. He's a friend, uh, um, and I, uh, I I spoke to him uh, uh, today. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, he was his old self on the telephone. Uh, and uh, having um, a little understanding of uh, dealing with uh, neurosurgeons and people and one of the leading women in my staff, her husband's a neurosurgeon as well. It's not at all unusual to have the response that sometimes happens to Mitch when you've had a severe concussion. It's part of a, it's part of the recovery. And so I'm confident he's going to be back to his old self. Do you have any concerns about his ability to do his job? Do you have any concerns about his ability? I don't. You you want to talk to me about Okay, so I don't have much more that I can say about that. Joe Biden making excuses for Mitch McConnell and his stumbles in speech is very rich. No, here's the thing. They want him in. Mitch McConnell's one of them. Otherwise, if otherwise they would eat him alive. Exactly. They would eat him alive. They would eat him alive. If this was Rand Paul, they'd eat him alive. But they're not. And so we now know what's going on. So tune in next week right here on brighttown.tv for headline news with resistance chicks. We'll see you guys next time right here. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. It's crazy.
Actually, I don't know how anyone else is surviving out here. I, I don't know how everyone else is making life work right now. I'm not sure how anyone's out here grocery shopping. I'm not sure how. I just don't know. I really don't know. Don't pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and help the one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, That's pretty profound. But the whole book of Proverbs is like that. Like It's not preachy. It's not... It's not what you think. Like it's, it's like it's good guidance. It's like good guidance that you would want a father to give to his son. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words: We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdown. We will not abide by your mask We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday. We have made it to the month of September. You know what that means? Oh, wow. Bards Fest. Yes, tell us about it. Bards Fest is coming up September 21st through the 23rd in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. Kentucky. It's an hour and a half south of us here in Cincinnati. We are so excited about this. This is going to be unlike anything that you've ever experienced. We're going to be camping. Camping for three days. Y'all just electricity and water, so don't communal not, food. Not a lot of primitive. We're gonna be breaking bread together. Bunch. Right now, there are gonna be some speakers. We may be getting a Tom Renz. We may be getting a Lee Merritt. Actually, we may be um, getting a Mike Lindell. We may be getting like Mike Lindell. These are these are all up in the airs. But for sure, we've got uh, Pete Chambers, Joe Vega. We've got Joe Vega. We've got Scott Kesterson. I mean, that's that's reason enough to come, by the way. Resistance Chicks, totally reason enough to come. Um, and a whole host of amazing people who are doing things that you need to know who they are. We've got um, a guy who's actually running a anti-sex trafficking actually, uh, charity. he can't make it now. He can't make it now. But we might exchange him for Tom Renz, you see. Okay. Okay. But, but we will be talking about that. We're going to be talking about sex trafficking. We're going to be talking about pornography we're going to be doing some deliverance we are going to people. be really focusing in on operation vineyard so ending sex trafficking how can we all get involved uh how can we have safe houses how can we have uh ministries where we are helping victims of, of molestation uh how do we help broken people and equipping the saints for the work of the ministry you know you guys we do shows all the time you know that we are pentecostal spirit filled tongue talking uh, gonna go slay the devil, demon casting out people. 
and we will do shows and we will get people baptized in the Holy Ghost just from you guys watching. Okay. We can't lay hands on you, but we can lay hands towards you on the screen. We've had countless people who have had that experience. And then I get messages. I was speaking in tongues and, and that's amazing. But some of you are like, I really want it, but I need, I need somebody to lay hands on me. So come. Because we are going to be praying for you. If you need deliverance, we're going to be praying for you. But if you want to be able to take down the Klaus Schwab's of this world, if you want to be able to take on the World Economic Forum and the monsters that are trying to cut off body parts of children with the power of God, not take them out. Everybody, we don't... We don't need the gun handling people. Those are fine. Okay. Everybody, y'all know who they are. I'm talking about going the step above. The step that actually not only takes out a person. We're not talking about taking out people. We're talking about taking out rulers and principalities. Because you can take out a person and one more, ten more will rise up in their place. Unless you take down the rulers and the principalities. Which goes to what I was trying to say on Brighteon earlier. Mm -hmm. We just came off of our Brighteon show that we do every Friday there. Leah, did you know that there was such a thing as the Battle of Peach Tree Creek in the Civil War that took place in Fulton County? No, but you told me about it. Did you know prior to this week? No. There are a lot of places, guys, that we kind of wonder. We've said it for years, actually. What's going on in Fulton County? Why is Fulton County some sort of demonic hotbed for our elections? I've driven through it and I've... I'm telling you that there is something tied to the Civil War there. And Leah and I did a show yesterday because um, our friend John Yep wasn't able to come on to talk about population control. So we went ahead and did a word that God gave us a couple of days ago and we did a video on it. We gave it to you guys and I hope that you will all watch it. Because it's an incredibly powerful word and it explains a lot of what has gone on over the past 160 years. Yeah. And some of it stems back to the Civil War in Fulton County, Georgia. Yeah. And how amazing is that? We could have curbed what happened in 2020 if we had gone to cast down the rulers and the principalities that have been there since the Civil War. Yeah, there's a lot. So go watch that video because um, there's a lot of spiritual ramifications when we don't clean up the mess that wow, our ancestors that's really did. well said. All right. Speaking of cleaning up a mess, you know who's cleaning up a mess? You know who's uh, kind of shedding a light on where we're all at right now? A guy named Chris. Uh, he goes by Oliver Anthony because uh, that was his grandfather's name. And he had a song and it went a little bit viral called the Richmond North of Richmond. And I've heard some rather weird theories that said that, you know, how did this guy shoot to fame? He's got to be deep state. They let him, the algorithm let him No, actually people are just grocery shopping and they can't pay their bills. And the reason why Oliver Anthony's song and songs basically, but this particular song, is resonating with people is because this is a class distinction and mm, class warfare good. and it's not right versus left that's why people on the left when he came out and he was like i was talking about those republicans on that stage and people are like wow he's anti-conservative and conservatives were like wait a minute i thought you were on our side and he's like i'm not for joe biden why do you guys keep trying to put me in a political box i am he is recognizing that this is a class distinction. That's good. 
that every single person on that Republican debate stage, for all of us that were looking at it, whether it was Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswampy, or um, who are the other two guys that we don't even know their names, as some governor of Arkansas? Did you say Chris Christie? Chris Christie. Even Ron DeSantis, God bless his soul. He, I actually really like him as a governor. He is being propped up by millionaires who want him to do something for him, for them. For them. Okay. And maybe he would let, maybe they would, maybe these kind donors with their billions of dollars, millions of dollars would maybe let Ron be president a little bit. Uh -huh. Okay. But by and large, anybody running for president is probably just going to be uh, running for their best interest. Nikki Haley was like poor and in debt up until a couple years ago. And now she's on the board of military the military industrial complex. I don't know if it's uh, Raytheon or one of those companies, a couple of them. And she's a millionaire now. She got a $5 million home. How'd she go from like having $15,000 her name, a million dollars in debt to now she got a $5 million home. Brighty on store ads. Yeah, that's not it. Right. She, these, these, and, and she's pushing for war in Ukraine because they're sending money over there. And then the politicians get kickbacks for pushing the, this, these billions of dollars. You know how much a billion dollars is? It is a lot of money. And these millions of dollars go through the cracks and they come back. And so this song, it just resonates. I tell you what, I was sitting on my deck and I told you one day I heard three cars playing that song. The same day I went to the grocery store, I heard three cars playing it. That wasn't deep state forcing it on these people with radios because it wasn't getting radio play unless you were in West Virginia. People had to go and download it, put it on their little phone or whatever, and then listen to it. I mean, you had to you, you have to work to listen to that song. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't just play it on the radio. And it meant something to people. It meant something. And I'm gonna tell you what it meant to, to people, but um before I, I actually I wanna remind you guys, um, before we play this Joe Rogan clip, for anybody that wants to ridicule his foul mouth. For anybody that wants to give him a hard time, or like Leah said, you think he's deep state, guys, you don't deep state falsify or make up the fact that you've read four books in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay? This is, he's being honest. And if you want to give him a hard time, I mean, where are you when it comes to baby Christians? You just expect right. if somebody is famous... They either must be an extreme amazing Christian or mm -hmm. they must not be given the fame to start with. But heaven forbid we find somebody that becomes famous in the very inception of their walk with God. And then Let me we're play this clip first. Let me play a few of these clips. And why Richmond and, and the Richmond, North of Richmond is resonating. Okay. Uh, I've got several clips here. Americans across the entire nation. And, and I know it's hit in Canada too. So I got a clip from Canada. Rents have skyrocketed that they are doubled. Did you know that a headline came out this week that people cannot afford to go to McDonald's because McDonald's is too expensive? You guys know we grow half of our own food. We go to the grocery store. I, we take care of our uncle and, and he is not on board all the time with the things that we eat. So sometimes for a treat, stuff. yes, I will drive through McDonald's and I will get him something to eat because 
He used to be an alcoholic. He used to smoke cigarettes. And this is his vice, is McDonald's. I'm like, okay. So I'm going through McDonald's and I'm trying to get him a double cheeseburger or whatever. And I'm like, $55. Why in the world am I going through McDonald's? And it's like as expensive as the as a restaurant where you sit down at. Okay. McDonald's is too expensive. You can't take your family. When you cannot take up, your family to McDonald's. When I was growing up, McDonald's was the poor restaurant. You yeah. went to McDonald's if you were poor. You had Wendy's had a dollar menu, and then and then uh, McDonald's had the dollar menu. And I recognize with inflation that you're not going to have the dollar menu. But it's not even the $2 menu. They tried the $2 menu. And now it's like the $5 menu. And I'm like, it's still just a double cheeseburger, and it's made of God knows what. And it's not made of beef. I know they say they say it is. And so I want to play a couple of these clips uh, of people who are really struggling rents are up gas is up insurance did you know there's a there's a hurricane happening uh or hurricane that went through florida i didn't know this but um people in florida can't even insure their homes insurance companies are bowing out for many different reasons but people can't even afford insurance it's like you know it's i have no idea how people are making it today let's listen to this we can't afford our prescriptions we can't afford insulin we can't afford health care we can't afford our education. It's just so frustrating that we did everything they told us to do. We went to school, we got educated, we worked hard, we did everything they told us to do, and then when we're actually out in the world, they want to charge us $1,800 for a one-bedroom apartment. That really ain't shit. And then when they talk about, oh, the future is going to be great for you, you just got to work hard and say, now how? A lot of people don't have savings. They're spending it all on basic shit like housing and groceries. And what scares me the most is that more and more people are becoming aware of how fucked it is. And all we do, we record a video, we post it on TikTok, we post it on Instagram, we post it on social media, and then we say, well, I've done my part, and we close out the app, and then we go out about our day. That doesn't fix anything. As about being a millennial, we just got to watch our parents like try their best and be successful. Like They all had homes and 401ks and health insurance. They were like, we just did our best. And then they were telling us, they're like, just go to college, and you can do anything. If you just go to college, you can do anything so we all went to college and now we're in debt we have no fucking money or jobs or housing everything sucks and then they're like well why didn't you go to trade school and we're like yeah, how can you be mad at someone who literally does not have what they need to survive when it's the corporations that have been underpaying people for years profits are up productivity is up our wages up no they're not and our money our tax dollars go to welfare to supplement corporations not paying people what they Some should be don't wake up and the first thing on their mind is money everybody don't think about a dollar consistently i gotta hustle 24 7 i gotta have 10 streams of income i gotta learn how to flip houses i gotta learn how to sell on amazon i i i, I gotta go to door to door and sell vacuum cleaners i i i i, I can't just have my job and go home enjoy my money enjoy my time with my kids in the united states y'all work in order to survive y'all don't work in order to enjoy yourselves and unfortunately that's the way that the system is set up in the United wake States. up check your feed check your text check your emails go to work get a hundred things done get home late attempt to have energy for stuff like your kids chores hobbies etc fail miserably feel awful and then repeat we can't afford all right i'm gonna play a couple more of these and then we're going to discuss can you play the one to the right please i don't know how it's crazy and i'm not entirely i don't know how anyone else is surviving out here i i don't know how everyone else is is making life work right now 
I'm not sure how anyone's out here grocery shopping. I'm not sure how. I just don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what we need to do as a collective, as a people. I'm not sure what we can do, but I just know something. Something needs to be done. Something has got to give. Grocery shopping is probably the worst errand I have to run because everything is just astronomically expensive. Everything. Like, I, I've cut out subscriptions. I don't eat out. <laughs> and just as soon as I get my paycheck, once bills are paid, it's it's a wrap. It's done. Um, this is raise your hand if this is something that is familiar to you. Uh, this is a lady from uh, Canada. I live in Ontario, Canada, and I just paid twenty dollars for a tiny little bag of grapes. The other day, I paid five bucks for two apples. Mm -hmm. Two apples was five dollars at the grocery store. I just saw a carton of eggs for ten dollars. Like what i don't understand it like i don't know what's happening with our country but it is rapidly declining the cost of living is astronomical and the federal government is absolutely crushing the middle class i don't know how anybody if, if you're making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year here um i don't know how you're doing it i think a hundred thousand dollars can allow you to maybe pay your insane rent um and your basic bills and necessities and then you have zero dollars left over at the end of the day to like do anything so basically if you live in canada you live to work to pay bills and pay taxes and that's basically it so yeah i want to leave and i don't know where to go but someone i live in ontario all right well according... america is not the place to go either according to jd power the number of americans rolling credit card debt from month to month is now higher than the number of people paying their bills in full for the first time ever michelle i've got a couple charts here if you would bring up um hedge eye here. McDonald's has become unaffordable for many Americans. It's a sad state of affairs when Americans have a hard time buying their kids a happy meal. McDonald's actually had a, reason, a really disastrous month, the worst month in two years. They used to be famous for their dollar menu, but the average price is now like $2.50 instead of their dollar menu. Let's play this uh, clip, please. And you can see it's McDonald's uh actually had a really disastrous month the worst month in two years and you can see in that chart there has been a sequential deceleration every week since the uh, the grimace highs in uh, july traffic is falling off a cliff because because they just think it's an expensive place to go now um they took too much price and the consumer is in too tough of a spot to handle it people can't afford to go to mcdonald's i mean think about that and think about it again. McDonald's. McDonald's uh, is too expensive. She just, we have a dog here, just stole a stick from another dog. She's got a piece of work in there. Tapped out America's $1 trillion at credit well, card debt. So this is a terrible thing, right? This is the rate on a credit card. Notice this goes back to the 1990s when the, the peak rate here is 60. That's that 23%, 22%, 21% on a credit card. They are tapped out. This credit card debt for the first time in at least a decade is not being that. paid down. Because they can't. They don't have any money. So this is a terrible thing, right? This is the rate on a credit card. 
Look at that. Notice this goes back to the 21%. 1990s when the, the peak rate here is 16. That, that 23%, 22%, 21% on a credit card. They are tapped out. This credit card debt for the first time in at least a decade is not being paid down. Not being paid down. So here's, I want to, um, I want to address some of the comments in the chat here on McDonald's. Guys, you're missing the point. You're, please try to go with us. And I'm glad that you're here. Please don't, don't take offense to my comment here. No, we're talking about the cheapest food available is no longer affordable for poor people. I don't care whether we all think that the food is terrible. Yeah. Okay. It is terrible. Yeah, but, but did you, put you're yourself the... in the shoes of these people who that was all that they could afford and now they can't even afford that. Right. If you're going to go out to eat, let's say, oh, we're going to have a birthday party. We're going to go out to eat. Well, guess what? They can't go to your fancy restaurant. So you know what? Johnny, after a ball game, we can't afford to go to a nice restaurant. So what does Johnny get? Johnny gets McDonald's. But now Johnny and his and his three or four brothers and sisters, uh, they can't get McDonald's anymore because parents can't afford it. And then you'd say, okay, that's great. Well, why don't we celebrate with a fruit salad? Well, you can't afford the fruit because two apples is two fifty. You got four kids. How in the world are you spending ten dollars on an apple for each child? Guys, if you go to the store and you try to get an apple, they are a dollar ninety nine a pound. Apples are a dollar ninety nine a pound, and some of those good big apples are about a pound a piece. If you got three kids, how in the world are you giving them an apple a day, and you don't even get an apple? Let's say you got five people in your house, you got three kids. That's ten bucks on one apple for each of you. That's insane. Okay, and and here and we are going to get to some bad answers. Math. That's twelve fifty. Okay, well it's even more. Okay, well no dollar ninety nine a pound. I was oh, okay. I was I at the dollar ninety pound. Okay. Yeah, she's in Canada, so yeah. ca Canada is different than than the U.S. dollars. But at, at a dollar nine, I go to the store and I bulk. If I get a, a thing of grapes that are above dollar ninety nine a pound, sometimes grapes are two ninety nine a pound, sometimes they're three ninety nine a pound, and you get two or three pounds of grapes. All of the healthy food, guys, is expensive. So I get the complaint that it's not even just the healthy restaurants. The healthy foods, they are, so here's what, they've, they've cornered people. They ridicule people for being obese when they have made people, all they can afford is the is the food that is poisoning them. You guys aren't wrong. The food is poisoning Try people. to get a steak. Go, you go, try to get a steak. Try to get some hamburger. Try to get a pound of hamburger. Try to get some chicken that's not chicken nuggets. Try to get some that's not, that's not chicken nuggets. Try to get, try to go, a pound of hamburger is like six bucks. How in the world you need more than a pound when of hamburger for a family? When I was a kid, a let me, let me explain something five. to you guys. For a meal. All right. When I was a kid, my mom. Everything's going to be soy, 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 soy. You need to know. How did Lee and I, as, as females, and yes, we are biological females, for those of you that wonder, we're Swedish. How did we get these shoulders? Yes, we were born into the, 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 the jaw lines and the, the bone structure that we have and the big hands and the strong stoutness. And yes, that's our genetics. But how did we maintain the strength? Besides hard work, because our mom, who was a single mom holding down multiple jobs, fed us on round steak, potatoes, and canned vegetables. That's what we lived on. Okay, we she were raised on steak and potatoes. She get the cheapest, the cheapest she could find. But at round steaks, sometimes you could get those puppies for a buck ten, a whole big round steak, a pound, 
Okay, for a not even a pound, you can get the no, whole steak. It was steak. a pound. It was a pound. I'm telling you, I would, I was, I would go through and we'd pick these things out. I remember you could get them for very, very cheap. Then she would buy a bag of potatoes, a giant twenty pound bag of russet potatoes. That puppy was a buck fifty for the whole ten pounds. Then sometimes you could get your canned vegetables on sale for twenty five cents a piece. Okay, so our mama, for letter literally less than two bucks could feed our whole family a very nutritious dinner. Try getting a round steak for your for your Nobody's kids right doing now. that now. She could buy, we were raised on those giant Mount Olive pickles. Yeah. Big bags of carrots and some ranch dressing. Yeah. Okay, these are the things that Leah and I grew up eating. Yeah. All right? Try doing that today. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. We drank um, uh, 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 juice growing up. My mom always made sure that we had juice. And back then the juice wasn't full of like inflated stuff. It was actual mm -hmm. real juice. Yeah. Okay. We had, and we were the poorest of poor guys. We had cockroaches in our, we lived in government housing at times. Yeah. We were poor. Round steaks are eight ninety nine a pound. So, so here's $9 a pound. How? Uh, yes. Two sweet chickies with the same face. Yes. We had the same face. How in the world? At, at how do you do eight? How do you do eight ninety nine a pound? At those thin steak cuts, the thin ones. We used to get some of those thin ones that mom would have us chop up. Yeah, nine dollars a pound, Michelle. Nana Yaffa says that's how I raised my four kids. Lots of hamburger. Okay. Well, well, hamburger now is too expensive. I'm at. I'm at. Uh, so we're we're gonna decry this for a few minutes, and then we're gonna get to the why, and then we're gonna get to the answers. Okay. So stick with us yeah, while we'll we continue. To, uh, to, okay. to make a big 80, about 20, that. 80, 20, one pound, 650 ground beef, 80, 20, the fatty, fatty nasty. And that's not good fat. Cause that, that that's like your, your confinement raised cows on the, um, that's not even grass fed cows. That is the nasty beef, a, a 650 pound. Let me tell you something. If you can, if you can, if you can, if you can get together, get a loan from, from your, from a family member. Buy a quarter of a cow, please. Buy a quarter of a grass-fed cow because I'm telling you, I think the last time we did it, it was about three fifty, maybe four dollars a pound. When you, we bought a half a cow, I can pull out T-bone steaks from my freezer right now. But because we got the whole half of a cow, all of the cuts of meat of grass-fed beef, round steaks equals about round roast four four fifty a pound. Yeah, it's it's gone up a little bit. But not a lot. It used to be about three dollars a pound, three twenty-five. Uh, but it certainly took fifty it's not pounds. This. Could you imagine? No, I can't imagine going to the store at sixty. For those of you that don't know, Leah and I have a homestead here with our family, and we raise pigs and chickens. We just took Gus Gus, one of our newest pigs, to be snip snipped today. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big deal for us to do today. We raise our own chicken. We now, yeah. if you haven't seen the video that we did this week, we have 50 little chicken nuggets, aka little baby yeah. meat bird chicks out there. We will raise them out. By the time we're finished, we will have 50 birds, mm -hmm. roughly out four to six pounds mm -hmm. once processed. Yeah. And we will put them in our freezer. Right now we have, how many did you count the other day? 30? Yeah. 30 leftovers still no, no, from no, last 23. year. 23 leftover from last year. All right. And we have our own chicken. We know that it's grass fed. We know that it's organic. We know that it is healthy. And we do not worry about meat because no, on one our, acre, yeah. on one acre, we raise 
all 100% of our chicken and 100% of our pork right here on one acre. So the big challenge is getting into land, getting an acre, getting an acre in an area where you are allowed to do what we're doing. Okay. But Keep decrying it, then we'll get to, I'm getting to answers. Go ahead and keep decrying your meat. Well, um, haven't how many of you have had to go to the deli lately? Oh, you can't. Pam, I I have to, I will you we used to get some lunch meat trays um for uh family and friends when they came over. No more. No more lunch meat trays. I am not spending uh ten dollars a pound on your on sliced turkey, and certainly not on sliced ham. How do y'all make it sandwiches? Okay, it used to be that you could buy a couple pounds and make some sandwiches for a right. week for under 10 bucks for your family. But now if I'm going to buy two pounds of, of lunch meat, I might as well take them through McDonald's. Used to be like, we're going to have a picnic. Let's go get a couple pounds of, of lunch meat and, it was and a thing of bread. Thing and it was the sandwiches cheap thing to do. Was the cheap now, thing. It's, now if you have a lunch meat tray, you're in the high class part of town. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in the wealthy part of town if you've, if you've got somebody making sandwiches for you, okay? With the Wonder Bread even. You know what I okay? did? Okay. What did you do? I bought a meat slicer. You did? From, it's not a fancy one, but it is electric. And I bought it from the secondhand shop. Yeah. I think I paid $10 for it. Yeah. And you did cheese. And, and, and I have sliced cheese. I sliced our bacon. You sliced our which bacon? Which we already have the bacon, but it just makes, so I'm excited to try this puppy out on maybe like making a roast, right? So we pull a roast out of the out of the, the freezer. Roast beef used to be a, a little bit of a splurge, but now it's going to be cheaper for me with my meat slicer. But now I won't even touch it. There's no roast beef. You're not getting roast Nobody's beef, honey, roast from beef. the from the from the deli. Mm -hmm. And God forbid you need to buy anything uh, like for a party. Like let's say you do want to serve pop for people, you can't. No, it's outrageously expensive. Okay. Look at so here's the deal, guys. I get it. On our show, you know that we live as crunchy as crunchy can be. Okay, but I feel for people who do not. Okay, and, and we have family and friends who do not. And I'm not gonna lie. If I have a party, I might drink a can of Coke. So sue me. And I might. I'm gonna buy Coke for people that come in exactly. my house. Exactly. I'm not gonna. If I'm not foisting my beliefs and my ideals on the rest of the world. Right. So. It's gotten to the point where if you want to buy a 12 pack of Coke, you're it's spending like 20 bucks. Well, it's like it's like 8.99, but yeah. 8.99 for a 12 pack and 20 bucks for a 24 pack. I mean, this is just ridiculous. So, Leah, now that we have explained and we're just talking food, we haven't even gotten into rents, all of these rents. Other People can't afford rent anymore. How are you supposed to live with a roof rents over have, your rents head? Have, rents are going up. They're doubling. And if you need to rent, God forbid you need to rent. And God forbid you need to buy a house because now interest rates are out, out of the roof. And because of BlackRock buying up all the housing, the housing market's gone. And I see what the millennials talking about. And I feel you. If you guys are already, let's, if you guys are 40 or 50 or 60 years old and you already have your home and it's, let's, let's say it's paid off. Let's say you've got a low interest rate. Well, good for you. And I, I see people, young people saying all the time, you know what? I was just an idiot because I didn't buy a home when I was in my mother's womb. God, oh, poor, oh, I was so stupid that I didn't get into the housing market. You know, this house that I am in right now in 1960 was bought by my grandfather for $15,000. 
15 and he was able to get that loan from his aunt who just had a little uh 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 she had some money a store she didn't have but, a lot of money yeah but she had She's just a, a little store yeah she had a little country store and she had enough money to, to give him, him uh to loan him the money to, to buy, buy a house. now imagine nobody i know that runs a tiny little store has enough money to buy this house now today outright outright to give somebody a loan there's no way and that would be Anybody buying this house today would need a 20-year loan. And this house... And Aunt Stell wanted her money... Let's talk about this house, Like, 10 years... And, and like, like less than 10 years. This house is built with solid wood. Yeah. And there's no corners that are cut. No. Right? This is... This was a a solid-built house. With wood everything. Everything everything. is wood. Now, everything is press board. It's super cheap. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, countertops that are... What is that? Formica? Mm-hmm. That fall apart. You got counters. Doors. Are, I open the doors and the door doors are hollow. The handle. Okay. So you're getting less for your money and it's costing even more than it should yeah. to actually have a home. So Leah, I was talking about this the other day. Um, there's a house across the street from me in, in the last 10 years went from $200,000 to $300,000 to $500,000 and then sold for $950,000. How is that even possible? I got another house that probably should be sold about about two two fifty, maybe that, if, yeah. if that. The next door neighbor's house, four bedroom, one of the nice nice houses built in the nineties, one of those you know kind of three you know with a big basement, uh, two story house, and it sold for about two thirty five. Neighbor across the street, a few years later, three fifty. What how does that? How does a the house, house? The whole neighborhood. Story. The whole neighborhood across from me. These are not great, like fancy houses. Okay, these are houses built in the eighties. Some of them are just little by levels. That whole neighborhood's going for the three. For those of you that don't know, we don't live in New York. We don't ah, live in California. We live, live in, in Ohio. This, no, none of these houses should be going for these prices. And I don't understand who people, how these people are, are affording this because uh, wages have not are not like are, are, have not jumped to where people can have a mortgage for five hundred for five thousand dollars a month. Like this is insanity. So okay? William over here on Facebook says, um, "My rent is about six eighteen a month." That's pretty cheap. That's really cheap. Most people are not, they are not finding rent for that cheap. Okay. That is crazy, crazy, crazy cheap. Most people are spending $900 a, at minimum. For like a one bedroom. For like a one bedroom. Forget having a two or three bedroom house for, for like a single mom. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You can't rent it. You can't rent a house. So Leah, it, you know, it wasn't that long ago that $2,000 a month was, it was low income, but you could live on it. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars a year. You could live on it. You could, you could live on it. Okay, uh, thirty, you know, three thousand dollars a month. You could, you could live on that. And I think to myself all the time, I'm like, how are other people getting by? Because we twenty bucks an hour, twenty bucks an hour should be and, and uh, decent people. I know professional people. I know professional people who have a four year degree making twenty twenty five bucks an hour. And they're barely making it. Well, and but they, I know some of those people got into the housing market and things like that when it was low. Now, try now. Try now. And so my point is, is that we're going to get to the reason why Richmond for, for uh, Northman, uh, Richmond and North, North of Richmond, Richmond. Is, is hitting home. But actually, play this clip here um, from, uh, which congressman is this? This is the House uh, Judiciary so, Committee. Let me read this from Wicked Psych because this is important. I think Wicked Psych, don't you live in like the... Mm, northeast says the median price for a yeah. one or two room apartment in my area is twenty five hundred to thirty five thirty seven hundred dollars a month. That's crazy. Is she saying rent? Rent. I think rent? that's what you said. Is that a loan or a rent? Is that rent? I'm assuming rent? a month. It's a month. 
That's an apartment. Yes, next to Plymouth. That's right. Yeah. So twenty twenty four thousand dollars a year to rent. I can't even. No, that, that's even bad. That's bad math. Two thousand dollars a month. I'm saying two thousand. Okay, okay. So twenty four. Twenty four to more than that. To thirty thousand dollars a year just to rent. I can't. You would need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year just to you know, your car payment, your food, all that. I want you to know that while you are getting poorer, and we're going to get to some answers here. This is why. The, 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 the people in, in Washington do not care about you because they're getting uh, uh, extremely wealthy. And you know what we sound like? Something like a bunch of liberals, right? Because here we are defending the poor. We are. the, the Here's the thing. This is class now. It's not right and left. It's not Republican and, that's and what, Democrat. Exactly. This is the ruling class who is just trying to destroy the peasants, the rest of us. Boom. You know how much it costs to buy Congress? Big tech does. They spent $250 million against the bills that passed out of this committee last Congress. On lobbying, for example, Meta spent, and I call it uh, Facebook, $20,070,000. Amazon, $19,320,000. Alphabet, $11,770,000. Apple, $6,500,000. June 18th, 2021, just five days before the markup hearing of the big tech bills in this committee, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's tech investor husband, bought 4,000 shares of Alphabet via a call option in which he promised stocks at a later date at a price of $1,200 a share a month later. Now, this is after we've passed the bills, but Nancy Pelosi, the speaker, sent Steny Hoyer, the majority leader, to the press to tell the press that these bills were not ready for the floor. A month later, the stock price rose to over $2,500, making Paul Pelosi $5.2 million richer without spending a penny. Speaker Pelosi's office, it should be noted, issued a statement denying any involvement or prior knowledge of the transaction. Probably also don't know that more than 50 members of Congress bought stocks in pharmaceutical companies during the COVID crisis when Congress immunized pharmaceutical companies uh, if there was any problems with the vaccines that they created. Do you have a child who is lobbying for Amazon or Facebook? He's turning six months this week, so no. Okay. <laughs> They'd probably still hire him. Yeah. <laughs> If they thought they could influence you, they would hire your child at six months old because, in fact, they've hired Senator Schumer's daughters to lobby for them. That's just how the game. That's just how the game goes. They hired Senator Schumer's daughters to lobby for them. OK, so the Richmond North of Richmond are getting extremely wealthy. They and Joe Biden says, meanwhile, um, Inflation is at 3% or whatever it is, and, and don't worry about anything. Now, I want to play this clip from Oliver Anthony because I know that um, a lot of Christians are wondering, you know, well, he curses or he does this. I don't care. I don't care right now because guess what? There's a lot of people who are suffering right now, and guess what? They curse. And, and, and we need to find answers for them, especially as Christians. And I love this interview because this shows that I believe Oliver Anthony got a kind of got a, a message out and it's and it's resonating. I think that what we need to do is is to bring answers to a very real problem. And we're going to do that today. And I want to be really clear before I play this again, when, when it comes to the curse words, because we've seen both sides of the argument. And you guys know how we feel about it. But I want to just clarify. Leah and I do not curse. No, that's our choice. We, we, I don't, I don't like curse words. I don't like, I don't to like them. when Christians curse. Okay. I don't, 
but it's a language. And I'm not going to judge somebody who is clearly more righteous than a lot of Christians who will never curse. Yeah. Because they're standing on their high and mighty, not doing anything to is speak out. Is it worse out. to say a curse word or to lie? Or is it worse to be silent? Or is it worse to be prideful or arrogant or take advantage of people? At least Oliver Anthony is speaking out. And, and I admire humble. him for that. And he's very, very humble. So don't God give me this a, garbage about... Exactly. God's looking at his heart. And I a, guarantee you... a humble you, heart. God is looking at all, the, the uh, Oliver Anthony who's standing there saying, God, please refine me and burn away all of my um, dross. Versus the Christian that's standing there going... Well, I don't need to be burned away. It's, don't put me through the fire. It's such a good Samaritan moment where you have all these like holier than thou people. Like I couldn't even stand that. You can't call yourself a Christian and curse. Well, guess what? You know, it's a process. Becoming a Christian is a process. Exactly. And clearly those people aren't very far in their And God, well, God can't use you unless you're a perfect Christian. You know, the woman at the well was one of the first evangelists and she was living with a guy when she went and told the whole town that, that Jesus, you know, come and, come and hear from Jesus. Come and met the man who told me everything I ever did. And he used her and she was living with the guy. Exactly. I'm not the guy that can play in front of 12,000 people on guitar. I would be like. I mean, I had never played a paid gig when we when we played the show at the farm market where Jamie Johnson showed up. That was my first paid gig. Like, I'm not a guy to go out and play live shows, but I can tell you I was so like, um, I was just so at peace being up there. Like, it just felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And that and with all this, it has been like, there's no way that Chris from six months ago could handle what's gone on the last two weeks. But I feel just so empowered from all of it. And um, I don't know, I'm telling you, like, Again, I'm not, I'm not anybody special, and I'm certainly not here to preach to anybody. But just from coming from somebody who was just really, just in a really just fucked up place, like, and I use that word, like, with discretion. But in this case, it describes like where I was. Like, that guy found a lot of peace, like, from this book, and from, from looking at things in a different way. Yeah, from looking at things through the eyes well, yeah, of scripture. And I think for me, it was like I had been in. You know, I'd been in church growing up and I had been, I had been exposed to all of that, but I'd found a lot of, um, a lot of theatrics and a lot of politics in church and in religion when I was younger. And so it just immediately turned me off to so it. So if you can take us to like, what was like the day you picked it up? What, what was the feeling that you had? Like what caused you to act? What, what was it like when you did it? Yeah, I mean, I'd been reading it here and there, off and on, and I had for like, off and on for a long time, like, because I again, I was introduced to it as a kid, but it was really just like, um, I remember I'd went to the, I went to the ER for everything that was going on. I mean, I thought I was seriously going to die, like I was having shooting pains up under my jaw, down in my wrist and my leg, like just cardiovascular 101 symptoms of course i'm 31 i had been like i could run four miles without stopping no problems like i knew my heart was strong but You're i just, just freaking out yeah but i went and did that and uh i remember being in the truck after that just like and i just yeah i just had a breakdown moment i was just just crying and um was just just i just felt hopeless like like almost the way a child feels hopeless when they, you know, like you can't find your parent or something like a, like a four year old that can't find his parents or something. I was just like, just didn't have anything left in me. And, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I just decided like right then and there, I was like, I know I can't do this anymore. And, but I know, I know that I can, 
I know there's things that I need to do. And I just, I was just, just told God, I was like, just let me do it. Like, and I'll give all this shit up. I'll give up the weed and I'll quit getting drunk and I'll quit. Um, I'll quit being so angry about things and I'll just like, well, I'll just call it good. Whatever I've done up from, from up until I was 30 or whatever, 31, like I will just call that good and I'll start over again. And, um, I'll make him the focus and not me. And I just tried to, tried to let my, let my ego and everything that I was just let that go and just focus on. Cause, cause obviously like, it's not just me. I've seen it with even other people I know, and I see it with celebrities and everything, but I don't know. I just feel like, um, we're in such a weird place right now in the world that I feel like God's working through inadvertently through certain people to get, to get his point across. Um, so take me to what, what you did. Did you start reading the Bible? Like, what did you do? I just changed my perspective. Um, you change, you, you, I quit like, worrying about me and I started worrying about what, what it is that I'm supposed to do. You know, like it talks in the Bible about, um, about being a servant and, you know, giving up, I guess my desire and my will and whatever it is that I, that I want to do. Like, um, I don't, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's about, it's about trying to use what I have as a tool versus doing what I can in the moment to give what, give myself whatever satisfaction that it is I'm trying to get, you know, it's about letting, trying to let go of your ego, I guess, in a way. Um, mm. and I mean, people, people pursue that mentality without faith. I mean, it's the idea of there being something bigger than you, but I think inherently all human beings idolize something like it talks in the bible about false idols we all have false idols like whether it's our phone or it's a celebrity or it's something we do or it's our addiction to food or drugs or whatever but like it's very difficult for a human to be the biggest thing on their hierarchy there's always something above us right because we're always in pursuit of something bigger than whatever it is in that moment and i think for me it was just about taking everything else all the distractions and all the other things in my life away and just ensuring that at least and look i'm st we're all we're all we all sin and we all do stupid things like we're all just people nobody's special or righteous people sometimes act like they're special and righteous but we're all just the same thing like um but it's just about trying to make that make that my idol make 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 god and the concept of what it is that he wants done on this earth my idol versus anything else you know like we all serve we all serve some master whether we realize it or not so why not let it be the master that is above all and so when you made this transformation in your mind did you then start reading scripture like regularly like what did you start doing yeah well it was different well what's what really i guess it's like now i don't read it I don't read it because I feel like I should read it to be a better person. It's like now I, I try to read it for the guidance within it. And I'm still in the infancy stages of a lot of this. Like I've read a lot of Psalms, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Luke and um, there's other good books, but just trying to, I don't know, like trying to restructure, I guess, on a granular level, like I guess the neural pathways in my brain that have certain habits and certain ways of thought, like I've tried to retrain that to... Um, you know, like there's, there's things it says like, uh, and I'll be very brief with this, I promise. But like one thing, ironically, it's, uh, Proverbs 420, which I thought you would like. <laughs> so if there's anything better, Perfect. but, um, preach, my son, pay attention to what I say, turn your ear to my words, do not let them out of your sight, 
keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, That's pretty fucking profound. But the whole book of Proverbs is like that. Like it's not preachy. It's not it's not what you think like it's it's like it's good guidance it's like good guidance that you would want a father to give to his son that's so good and you know michelle and my mom and i we took a three thousand three thousand mile bicycle trip it was a, kind of a missions trip around the country yes on bicycles and we ended up in florida and we were supposed to go to a hostel on my bicycling map, it was a hostel. We ended up, there was a woman, and I'm going to tell the story, story really quickly. There was a woman there. She's obviously some sort of prostitute. And she's like, you don't want to stay there at an effing, and she said it was a gay motel. I guess the hostel wasn't um, a hostel anymore. It was a gay motel. And she used the very inappropriate word yeah. that um, you know. flies turn into a thing, or flies yeah. come out of a thing, and it rhymes with that. Yeah, and so... We ended up staying. It's a long story. Why did we stay with her? You, you, I would tell you that story another day. But we ended up staying with her because we didn't have anywhere else to stay. No, and she said, you can dark. come and stay at my house. You can pay me what you were going to pay them. Back then, it was 20 bucks. 35. 30, whatever it was. We were going to pay to stay there. She says, you can come and stay at my house. I've got um, corned beef and hash. I got corned beef and hash. And we were like, you know what? God has led us this whole time, almost nearly 3,000 miles. God's been leading everything that we do, every place that we stay. We've camped in a ton of people's yards. So we're like, you know what? God's going to lead this. We're going to follow this lady. And she starts hopping down the road and we're following her. We're, I think we were walking our bikes because she was walking, right? And she's like, oh, this is going to be so great. This is so awesome. Are you angels? We never brought God up one time. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't talk about him, but we were not the ones that brought brought it up. She was asking us if we were angels. Now, what did she need our $35 for, Leah? Crack. She needed it for crack. We didn't know that. So we get to her apartment. She has a boyfriend. She had a boyfriend there. With lots of knives. There was literally like a glass case They were in government housing. They were and there was two TVs going. There were baby squirrels in the kitchen and burning corned beef and hash. Now, she was really excited because she was going to be able to buy milk and crack. With the money that we were going to pay her. Now, I didn't carry cash. So then we had to go and get cash. We had to walk to an ATM. Her boyfriend walked with us. She had told me, don't give him the money. So he says, give me the money. I said, I can't give you the money. She told me not to give you the money. He said, she knows what I'm going to do with it. And at this time, we're all it's all coming together. We took, uh, we, we bathed in this very disgusting place. Um, and we spent the night literally ministering the gospel to these two. And there were times where her boyfriend would go to interrupt us. Now you can give the punchline. No, go ahead. Tell the story. No, you're telling it. No, you tell, finish the story. I'm just wanted to talk about the squirrels. Okay. Go ahead. No, tell the story. All right. So there were times where we would be talking and he would go to interrupt and she would say, shut the F up. She's talking about God. If she said that once, she said it 10 times. Shut the F up. They're talking about God. But what was also funny was that um, their neighbors across the street, who I guess they they were had they obviously were drug addicts too. And this was government housing on Daytona Beach. We didn't. Here's the thing: we did not know that there was such a thing as government housing on Daytona Beach. So if somebody's living on the beach, we think that they, you know, might be some upstanding citizens. We don't know. 
Uh, and what was funny is that they, she lived like on like the fourth floor up these steps. And at first her neighbors were concerned for their safety. You don't know who these girls are. They might try to kill you, which was hilarious. And then their neighbors were saying, hurry up, get their bikes inside as somebody might come and steal the bikes. It reminded me of the scene in Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Where, um, they try to save the man from being raped. Yeah. Right. So that's what, it, that's a lot what it was but like. But we, we ministered to them and, and, and they really received the gospel. And that's what this reminds me of a little bit in that, um, I remember we went, we went to sleep, but we didn't really sleep. No. And they were up like all night long and talking just about, talking about us and talking about God. This? You, I bet these God girls, they're angels. These they're, God they brought, brought these people. And around five in the morning. I finally, there was lizards crawling around and I just looked at my mom and I was like, can we just go? And we left them a very nice note and we thanked them for their hospitality and we left. It's a, the angelic beings that we were. But I, and I told that story, I tell that story not. And the Methodist church turned us away. I forgot about that, mom. The Methodist church turned us away. Yeah. I, I tell that story not to, um, to rile people up or to talk about the negative parts of that, that story, because God was with us and we were supposed to yeah. preach the gospel to those people. Um, and Beverly says, OMG, haha, I know the hostel you were talking about in Daytona. Oh my gosh. That's, that's really funny. So we often come across people who are on a path and a journey with God and it's so strange that they can't, Christians are like, you need to be perfect before you tell other people about God or Jesus. Now, if you've been a Christian for a long time, if, and you know better, then God holds you to a different standard. And this, this amazing video interview by Joe Rogan, who's like, man, that's effing profound about Proverbs. And I'm like, that might be the first time anybody actually read the Bible to him because he's not into Christianity. Okay. Right. He doesn't believe in it, but that's the first time where he was like, Hey, maybe this Bible thing is real. And you notice he kept asking, so when do you start reading the Bible? So when do you start reading the Bible? And sometimes it just takes one person who can, who is like, has, can get somebody's guard down. And he, I love that he came with his Bible. He didn't come on Joe Rogan to be all What cool. if Joe Rogan gets saved after his interview with Oliver Anthony? Well, and all these reform bros who are, and all these people like, I can't handle these curse words. Well, guess what? God didn't call you then to minister to those people because you, it hurts you too much to, to, to do, to do different, differentiate between, um, a Mitch McConnell and a person who is a new Christian or learning about Christianity. And that's okay. Uh, maybe you're called to be with Africans who swear in a language that doesn't bother your brain. It's just, it's very strange. You, you go to um, uh, another country and you're a missionary and you're not going to turn people around overnight. The gospel, people are dirty. And if you don't want to get your hands dirty, then you are uh, not called to be a minister. Yeah. Right. And I would question your salvation, frankly. Yeah. Right? Because God. I only want to witness to the clean people who are just like going to like, like stop cussing and drinking and smoking and doing drugs like overnight. Like I just want to tell them about Jesus and then be like, here's a list of rules. Okay. You ready? Go be a good person. That's not what Paul was dealing with. He was dealing with people like you got a guy who's sleeping with his mother's wife, with his father's wife. Like y'all come on. There's some stuff that should not be named that you guys are doing. Right. But he still, he still worked with them. Right. Right. Now okay. Jesus 
ate with sinners and tax collectors, but they didn't stay that way. Yeah. But I can promise you that it was a process. So let me explain something. I've got a video here that's gone viral. I uploaded it onto Facebook um, from Rod Parsley. I, I found it on Twitter. I uploaded it and I was like, here is the reason. And you guys, this is the gospel. Rod Parsley is getting ready to preach the gospel to you. The gospel is the power of God into salvation. But what I absolutely cannot abide or I absolutely despise are church uh, uh, sermons who do not have any sort of applicable uh, scripture to what's going on. And you've got, I, I call it the Reader's Digest no, 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 of Christianity. Of, what you, you misspoke there. They have plenty of scriptures that would be applicable to what's going on, but they're not giving you the application of what's going on. Okay. They just give you scriptures. So when I say applicable scriptures, what I mean is they're not, that's what I mean. They're not. They don't. They're not giving you the, the circumstance. They don't take scriptures that apply to uh, things that are happening right now today. They, you know, you're going to, if I hear another sermon on like the Beatitudes or another sermon on walking in law or another sermon on the fruit of the spirit or whatever. Okay. What's the fruit of the spirit for the federal government? What's the fruit of the spirit for Mitch McConnell? What's the fruit of the spirit for inflation? Come on How do now. I walk in the fruit of the spirit when I'm going in the grocery store and ground beef is six fifty a pound and I can't get a cheap old round steak because now it's nine dollars and mama can't feed her baby? How am I supposed to have the joy of the Lord? Where do I go? What do I do? Okay, so let me explain to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we farm. That's why we homestead. So let me preach to you just for a second. You are not designed by God to live in a city. You are not designed by God. All of you people who are stuck in the inner city and you have these preachers who are not preaching you out of the city. I'm going to preach you out of the city. You are blessed. You are blessed coming and going. The fruit of your blind is blessed. The fruit of your the womb is blessed. Your animals are blessed on the thousands of the cattle, a, cat, a thousand cattle on the thousand hills or whatever like that okay i you want to get out of the cities and i want you out of the cities and god wants you out of the cities because he wants you to have land he wants you to have territory how did he bless the children of israel he gave them each a portion of land god has a portion of land for you 80 percent of the the land out west is owned by the federal government is that god no should it be owned by mcdonald's or walmart no it should be owned by people who are going to steward the land love the land and grow food on the land did you know that 50% of the beef grown in America is eaten by 12% of the people, which is mostly men who are on the, this, this carnivore diet? Guess what? These guys need to start adding to our stock of animals that we graze and animals that we raise and stop being a consumer so that single mom over there doesn't have to pay six fifty a pound for ground beef. Guess what? You, Mr. Carnivore, Mr. Cato Man, if you are if you're a rich guy and you can afford um Jordan Peterson's that he eats twenty one steaks a week. Well guess what, Jordan Peterson, then you need to be a cattle rancher because I've seen how much land there is in Canada. Okay, so you need to show everybody how to grow their own food, how to have their own cows, how to have their own pigs, how to have their own chickens. Okay, we need to change the laws. And if you're going to start speaking the gospel, we need to, you know, there's a lot of Christians out there. We have to fight Christians in order to allow people to raise chickens for eggs. That ought not be. Christians from the pulpit should be preaching to 
townships and city ordinances and saying there are people hungry out there and you have ordinances so they can't afford their eggs so eggs are five dollars a dozen when you need to in the name of jesus get rid of any rules and regulations across the entire country that would say that any person cannot keep a chicken come on now that's preaching right now that's the gospel because God has called every single person to grow their own food. And if there is an ordinance, if there is a law about uh, that against growing your own food in your, in your, uh, in, in your HOAs, well, guess what? A lot of people can't afford to buy a home and build their own home because we have all these regulations on sewage or electricity or whatever, all these stupid regulations. Well, and we have Christians and Republicans saying, well, we need these rules. We need these regulations. Or I want to be in an HOA because I want lawns to be manicured. You are actually in sin. You are harming people. You are a prideful, arrogant person because you would rather have somebody make sure that they put their trash cans out at a certain time on a Wednesday night because trash comes on Thursday and make sure they hightail it back. Okay. So you got rules and regulations so people can't build a shed out back to to, to house their tools because they're having a garden and you don't want to hear a rooster when your dogs actually, did you know that the decibels of a rooster are lower than the decibels of a dog barking, but you just maybe haven't thought to yourself that I that maybe a dog barking and a rooster crowing are are equally the same annoyance and some people would say that a dog barking is more annoying than a rooster crowing and so you have a lot of people out there who say well maybe you can keep hens but you can't keep a rooster but guess what if you can keep a dog then you should be able to keep a rooster because the roosters are going to um, fertilize your eggs and if you fertilize the eggs then you can have more chickens and chickens actually chicken poop can go straight into your garden if you put it around the plants or put it in a compost whereas if you have a dog and it poops it can't be put in your garden it's got to be tossed and put in the trash Okay, so you allow people to have dogs, but you don't allow people to have chickens. You can have 20 chickens. They poop less than one dog. Come on now. Chickens don't even make any noise. Well, yeah, they do. Chickens have a have an egg song when they lay an egg and it's a beautiful song, but it's not a noise outside. You you will never barely hear my chickens. Samuel over on Facebook says roosters make good alarm systems, too. Okay, so let me tell you something. Preachers today, if they're not teaching you how to grow your own food, and I'm talking meat too, get out of the pulpit. Because you're not preaching the gospel. You're not preaching the blessing of Abraham. You're not preaching uh, the blessing in Deuteronomy 8 and the blessing of Deuteronomy 28. And if you're not teaching people, I am the vine, you are the branches, and showing people how to grow their own grapes and make their own grape juice and make their own wine, get out of the pulpit. Stop. You are literally a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. You are doing nothing to help anybody. And that is the reason why all these kids who did everything they were supposed to do like their parents. Okay. They went to college. They got the job. And now people are telling them, well, uh, you've got Mike Rover here. Well, you should have gone to trade school. No, actually the trade schools, the colleges, none of that's God. It's all slavery. It's all slavery. You heard a guy say, I want to put in my eight, 10 hours and go home and take and, and love my wife and kids. You're that's a slave to a system. And you have been a slave to the system for the past 100 years. And you have been, you have been put as a cog in the system. Guess what? You lefties. That's what you millennials, you generation Z's. We have to get out and you need libertarian principles to get out of the system. Guess what? We can't take, we can't take care of every migrant coming over the, the border and housing them in hotels. If you are going to, here's the thing. If you're going to start growing your own food and living off the land, then you may not have a lot of cash money to be helping these migrants, but maybe I can help you with food. Maybe I can help you shelter, but maybe I can't. And that's got to be my own choice because in the Bible, you help people because it's your own choice because God leads you to, because if God leads you to, then he equips you to, but the government goes into your pocket and, he, and the government takes it from your pocket and says, 
says you must do this and you must be our slave and you must pay these taxes and guess what any of you who think that your taxes are paying for a lick of this government has got to you you i got a bridge to sell you and if you live in in alaska you are an eskimo and i have ice to sell you because we are 33 trillion dollars in debt the only reason you are taxed is to keep you as a cog in your system the only reason that you are taxed is by federally is to make those property taxes those state governments which they do use for their nefarious means 60 percent of your property taxes are going to indoctrinate your kids to tell your kids that you have that they have two genders and that they are sexual since they were time uh, 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 they were children okay you and i we were all indoctrinated go see our kinsey episode that we did on wednesday night go see our margaret sanger episode that we did the, a couple wednesday nights before that we have been brainwashed we have been conditioned to be se- to be sexually promiscuous to go outside of the norm because guess what if you've got a mom and a dad who love each other you are going to be okay in this world but even in today's world you've got a mom and a dad and they both have to work so then the kid has to go to the daycare the kid and daycare gets messed up so it ends up on drugs okay this whole system has got to be brought down and i'm telling you what we can bring it down when we understand the monetary system that was set up to make us slaves and clogs the system and now we're going to hear rob parsley and this right here is going to be nine minutes of truth that should be preached over and over again and then if you guys have the rest of this clip show me the rest of this clip because i want to know where the rest of this clip is because this boy is dropping truth bombs like hiroshima do you notice that they have the same amount of ink on them. Do you notice that they're made out of the same virtually worthless stuff? It's paper. Did you get it? It's paper. When we create money, create. we have created an instrument of value that has no value it's of its own. A one dollar bill to it. And it's just as expensive or inexpensive to print the twenty as it is to print the one. No intrinsic value. I'm here to prove to you that bankers, especially in the Federal Reserve System, make multiplied trillions of dollars and never create one thing of value. Not one thing of value in the Federal Reserve. Are you with me? You want to learn this or not? Are you sure? An automaker might make 1% or 2% profit. A builder might make 10% profit. But the printers of money have no limit to the ab- ab- to the amount of money they can create and the wealth that they can create for themselves. Money is the bloodline of a civilized society. It's the instrument by which a product is sold or bought. Reduce the supply of money below the necessary levels to sustain trade. Reduce the amount of this in the system below the levels necessary to sustain the current trade and you create a depression in 1930 let me ask you a question did we not have farms Mm. in 1930 did we not have factories Did we have the greatest roadway system in the world at that time? Yes. Did we have the greatest communication system in the world at that time? Yes. Did we, did we have the greatest uh, uh, opportunity of trade with oceans on both sides and water systems like the Mississippi River running through the width and breadth of this nation? Did we have ability to move our goods and services? Yes. Did we have transportation and roadways? Yes. What did we, did we lack workers? Then what happened? 
I'll tell you what happened. The bankers decided no more money for you. They got out of the stock market. I can give you the family names. They got out of the stock market the year before. Do you know all the money that was lost in the stock market as people began to sell their stocks one after the other, after the other, after the other, and stocks that were valued at $10,000 were selling for 15 cents? And then they had to make a run on the bank because the, the banks... The stock market had said, oh, I'll tell you what you can do. You can borrow on margin. In other words, you can buy. The economy's really good here in the late 20s. Here's what you can do. You can borrow on margin for stocks. You can buy a stock at $100 worth of stock. You can buy it for $10, and we'll lend you the other money to buy the stock. And the stock is skyrocketing, so you stand to make a great profit. What they didn't tell the American people, and what you still don't know today, is that when they did that, they also put into that legislation that they would have a 24-hour recall. In other words, however much stock you bought, it would make a lot of money, but they could call that stock in, and you would be required not only to pay for the stock, but to pay for what you borrowed at interest from them. In other words, now you've got to pay the $100 that they loaned you, but they're the ones that are calling it in. So when they called it in, you didn't have the money to pay for it, so you ran to the bank. But the bank only keeps 20% money on, on, on hand. They loan the rest of it out. So only 20% of the people could get any of their money out of the bank. So the banks collapsed. The stock market collapsed. All at the whim of the bankers who decided they wanted to make the money. Watch me. Watch me. All that stuff was being sold. $100,000 farms were selling for $3,000. Who do you think bought them? Why are you looking at me funny? You know what you're looking at? You're looking like sheep that have been led to the slaughter and didn't know it. Mm. I'm going to continue. Can I continue? We didn't lack industrial capability. If you don't believe me, I just told you what started the Great Depression. Let me tell you what ended it. Mm. World War II. Mm. And all of a sudden, the same banks that said no money for farms, no money for food, put people in soup lines, no money for commerce, no money for railroads, no money for roads, no money, no money, all of a sudden said war. And all of a sudden, factories that were closed down began to work three shifts. Where did the money come from? The same pockets that refused to give it before. Because they decide when it will be printed, how much will be printed, and how much usury or interest will be paid. That is an awesome hat. Not the federal government. The federal government has no say in it, as I will prove to you. Say, debt is a devil. By the simple manipulation of a few wealthy bankers, World War II ended the Great Depression. 
after successive failures to convince the public of the need of a central bank by wars, these same European bankers financed both sides of the Civil War in this country. You don't even know that. Same bankers, same families, financed both sides of the Civil War. Why? They make the money. After they couldn't get the American people to swallow the lie of a central bank by creating war, they decided they would artificially create, listen to me, recessions, depressions, inflations, and panics. Since only a small amount of deposits are stored at the bank, about 20%, the other 80% is out on loan with security of property and your promise to pay it back. A simple rumor of a bank's insolvency would make a run on that bank. Everybody would get nervous, go pull their money out of the bank, and that bank would collapse. And then the international bankers who started the rumor in the first place would look like prophets. P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, prophets. Are you hearing something you've never known? Wave your hand. If you think America ought to know, wave your other hand. All right, then don't quit on me. One of the key movers and shakers of this, let's get a central bank by making the people afraid by causing their banks to collapse. One of the key movers and shakers was a man by the name of, you might recognize it, J.P. Morgan. Mm. His father was an agent for the wealthy, you might know this name, Rothschild family. Mm. Here's a quote. The Federal Reserve. In 1869, J.P. Morgan went to London and reached an agreement for a company known as the Southern Northern Securities that was intended to act as the international bank, as, as the agent for the Rothschild Company in the United States. The first major panic created by the international bankers occurred in 1893 when local bankers from around the nation were told to call in all their loans. Told by who? By these wealthy bankers. Senator Robert Owen testified before a congressional committee that the... And so what did we have after that? We had Congress. Well, we need to ring in notice? these bankers. And so these bankers heard that Congress was, was going to uh, rein them in and they met together... On, where did they meet? They met on Jekyll Isle off of Georgia, the coast of Georgia. Jekyll Isle, you've, maybe you've read or listened to the book by J.R. Griffin, The Creatures of Jekyll Isle. And they hatched a plan to get their patsy in. Woodrow Wilson, they funded an election uh, on all three sides. They brought in Teddy Roosevelt. They, they had him run against William Howard Taft. They split the ticket. They got their patsy in. And then, and we talk about this all the time on our show, in the dark of the night, in what year? 1913, a Christmas break when no one was really there. They passed the Federal Reserve, and then they passed the, they passed the income tax. All right? Here's the thing you guys need to understand. You and I were taught in school that it was a very good thing. World War II, if there was a silver lining to a war and all these this death and all the Nazis and the crazy crazy things, at least it got the 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 factories moving and it brought our economy back. But that's not that's not it. 
the bankers destroyed the economy. They actually sucked it dry. And then at, at the turn of the century, 60% of Americans lived on working farms on working farms and the depression sucked those farms dry and then that's why we have these giant conglomerates because some families they had to sell their farms there were there were loans that were called in imagine if you're uh you have a 20-year mortgage that can be called in at any time it wasn't called in because of any necessity it was called in because they were all told to because it was designed to collapse so i want to i want to we could go deep in, down that rabbit hole of the story. I think a lot of you know these, these things. I get that. Okay. But what you may not know and what you ha may not have realized is that the same evil spirit that was controlling those people is controlling the powers that be right now. And they are designing another collapse on purpose. We're in the collapse. So that you can, you can track the they can reshape an entire world yeah. in their image. So they, they collapsed society mm -hmm. in 1920. And as a matter of fact, World War II was a part of that collapse. It was a continuation of the got, more tearing down of society. All of Europe, of all these European countries went off their gold standard. There would be no World War I. There was an impossibility because there wasn't enough money for the, the, to, fund the war. to fund the war. But so, it was done not by so much greed. But yes, greed was a part of it. But the bigger thing is it was done by design because of greedy people who wanted power and they wanted to... Satan wants to be like God. And he has been trying to reshape the world in his image ever since the keys were stolen from him. Here's what you need to understand. Jesus finished the work at the cross. Satan does not... Satan is... Let, let me tell you all something that you may not know. Satan is not the ruler of this world. Yeah. Satan, let me say that again louder for the people in the back who didn't hear it. Mm -hmm. Satan is not the ruler of this world. Jesus wiped him out 2,000 years ago. So if evil people are in power and control, it's because Christians are not doing the, the right thing and they're not preaching the real gospel from the pulpit. Because God gave us all power over all the power of the enemy. And we're all going along with their system. And all we have to do is stop and say, no, it's that easy. It is that simple. You have to know that Satan is not ruler of the world. Jesus Christ is. We are sons. We are daughters. We are kings. We are priests. And it is our job to expand the kingdom of God and to, uh, to literally preach the gospel to the high places, to these rulers and powers and these demons and say, get out, Jesus. But we can't get them out if we are still in the system. If we're still and sending still, our kids and, and we want to, to public be a part of the school. System. If we're still like, hey, I, I have to have my 401. Okay. I have to have my retirement account if you still think that you are going to take down the system by being in, by by feeding the system and how do we get out of the system we get out of the system mentally emotionally and spiritually and we ask god to get us out of the system and the one thing we all have to do is get out of their financial system because that's how they're doing this and i've got a really cool clip my mom did a blog this week um and she played this clip and i'll show you where to find the, the my mom's whole uh video it's a vlog not a blog uh, but I want you to hear from Rafi Farber here on IT and trading. No, 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 no. no. Craig, Craig, Craig. Hang on. We got, we got, I can't, I can't go on while people are still believing this. Leah. Yeah. Craig, and I love you and I'm glad you're here. Please don't leave. And I mean that sincerely. Craig says Satan is the God of this world. 
Interesting. No, he is not. You have been brainwashed. You need to go back and watch our Revelation Red Pill series. Start at episode one. You can go to resistancechicks.com, click on the shows, go to Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, and start at episode one. Okay, so John 12, 31. Write this down, Craig. You're going to love this. Now is the judgment for the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. Now, Jesus came to take all power and authority. He says what? He says, all power and authority have been given unto me. All power and authority. Satan actually took Jesus to the high places and he's like, hey, I can give you these cities. Jesus cast him down. All power and authority. I'm going to bring up that scripture. Um, I believe it's... Thank it. you. Samuel says he was until Christ... Yeah, yeah so Craig, 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 Craig. Matthew Craig says, 28, God said this. It's in the Bible. You're, hang on, hang on. You are wrong. Hang on, hang on. Then the 11, Matthew 28. You don't have to, don't, you don't, it's here's I'm the not thing. angry. I'm no, saying. You don't have to say they're wrong. Just give them the answers. Okay, give them the answer. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, Matthew 28, 16, to the mountain where Jesus would, uh, had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus said, guess what? This is a really cool scripture. Ephesians chapter six, when you're talking about spiritual warfare, what does he say? Submit to God, resist, resist the, the devil, devil and, and he, he will flee. flee. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. The devil doesn't have power and authority. Jesus is what? King of kings and Lord of lords. You know what Jesus, What did Jesus come to pre preach? Did Jesus come to preach salvation? Mm-mm. He came to preach the kingdom. Do, 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 a favor, do, me, do, do me a little favor. There's a little cool website called Blue Letter Bible. And you can put words in there. And, I, and this is not condescending. This is for everybody. Okay? I want to teach you something because this will set you free. God bless you for being here. I need you on my team. Okay? And here's the thing. If we're going to play on a team together, you got to know that we can win. And you got to know the battle is already And we're not yours. waiting for Jesus to come back in order to win. We are expanding the kingdom of God right now. We are winners now. We have victory now. And this is Today. exciting. Be it's joyful great. about this. This is really great. Okay. So when, when you're seeing, I want you to put the word kingdom. Put the word kingdom into the blue letter Bible, blue letter Bible. Dot org. Uh, dot org search. Okay. So Jesus, watch what Jesus says. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus. Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Um, he says, except you be converted and become as little children, you cannot enter into the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto, uh, a little bit of leaven. Jesus said, suffer the little children, uh, to come, forbid them not to come unto me, come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, everything that Jesus came to preach was the kingdom of heaven. And he says, um, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for a witness unto all the nations. What is the gospel of the kingdom? So when Jesus died on the cross, and, and everybody understand this is really powerful. It's really amazing. They put above the cross, here is the king of the Jews. What did Jesus say? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. But what did he mean? He said, I've come to, I'm coming to bring the kingdom, the kingdom of God, enter into the kingdom of God before you couldn't enter. Salvation is the means 
into the kingdom and the kingdom of heaven is and has been invading the earth when he likened the kingdom of heaven to the to leaven or to the mustard seed he said it would start small but it would grow you see the kingdom of heaven being manifested in this earth started with 12 disciples and it grew and it grew and now christianity is the largest religion in the entire world um we are now entered we have now entered into the kingdom of god you now get to be part of the kingdom of god we just actually just read that one now um luke 133 this is a scripture about jesus and he shall reign over the house of jacob forever and is and of his kingdom there shall be no end luke 4 43 and he said unto them i must preach the kingdom of god to other cities also and that's why i'm sent Luke 6 20 and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and he said blessed be the poor for yours is the kingdom of God and it came to pass afterwards Luke 8 1 that he went through every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God what are the glad tidings so Jesus opened up a scroll and he read from Isaiah 61 and what does he say in Isaiah 61 the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. They weren't able to be bound up before. They weren't able to be healed before. Proclaim freedom to the captives. Release of, release of darkness for the prisoners. What were the prisoners held to? The devil. The kingdom of this world. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty. You might have to get them for uh, instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of, of despair, that they would be called oaks of righteousness. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and your vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double, double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. God came to reverse the curse. By one man, Adam, sin entered into this world and death by sin but what was what was part of that curse he said to eve satan the snake is going to come after you and your seed but your seed jesus would crush the serpent under your feet there's a cool christian charismatic song He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. So when he said you will you will um tread on serpents and scorpions, he didn't mean legitimate snakes. He meant demons. Now, we I have to get going. So um here's the deal, guys. Because I'm seeing I'm seeing I want you to know something. Um Craig, you're like, you're going, you're, you're going too far with this. I just want to have a conversation. We can't have a conversation with you. We're doing a show. <laughs> okay. And we can't have a conversation with everybody. Guys, we've been gaining a ton of followers lately. And so I, I know that all the guys over on Rumble are going, okay, we've got some people that are new here and they have not been tuning into the Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. All of the questions that you have, 
We have been, we have answered with scripture, by the way, lots and lots of scripture and lots and lots of history that you did not know. Modern end times theory that has you believing that Satan is, is literally still, I'm not saying that he never was, that Satan is still ruler of this world came about 150 years ago. Okay. It is brand new, essentially, according to the history of the world, right? You don't know what you don't know. And I can promise you that if you go and watch our Revelation Red Pill series, which you can find on resistancechicks.com or the entire playlist is on Facebook and our Brighteon channel, resistancechicks.com, go to the shows, Revelation Red Pill, and start with episode one. And don't skip. There are people that are binge watching these like your favorite You'll show. Notice something, Craig. We don't want to call you out. It's, 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 we want to, if somebody leaves this show and thinks, um, she wants the treat that you put up. She knows where it's at. She can see it. We got dogs here. Um, actually, you're going to put it in the freezer or something. <laughs> She's going to still keep barking at the freezer. <laughs> oh, we have a treat. Listen, um, we did a whole um, series because we had a lot of Christians who were like, the world's getting worse and worse. That means Jesus is coming back. And actually, in all actuality, um, of the increase of his government peace, so that there shall be no end. So please don't go anywhere. Um, we, we, we continue. We always talk about us overcoming and being overcomers. You are an overcomer. You, you are overcoming. You reign as the king and a priest. He has all authority. He says, I've given you authority. Jesus, not the devil. We have power over all the power of the enemy. So does that sound like he's the ruler or we're the ruler? If we're kings and priests and he's a prince, who's higher? Right. Come on now. Okay. So uh, I'm going to move on to a few more stories before we say goodbye. And um, I do have to go. I mean, can you finish the show without me? Probably. I hate to leave. I'll listen. I'll listen in. Uh, and remind them of the, so before I go, guys, I said this in the first half, but for those of you that didn't see it, the Brighteon store where you can yeah. get literally anything known to mankind, but mm -hmm. mostly um, healthy, amazing things. All right. Go to Brighteon, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N, Brighteon.com. Use promo code CHICKS, C-H-I-C-K-S. They're having a Labor Day sale for the next three days. So if you guys have been eyeing a lot of the things, a lot of the supplements, a lot of the um, the Ranger buckets, which are our food that will help you stock up, uh, there's like there's camping gear on there. Like literally anything you can think of, put it in the search bar and they probably have it. And Mike Adams, make sure that he curates and gets the very best of everything mm -hmm. to put on the Brighton store. And they're literally having their Labor Day sale for the next three days. Mm -hmm. So go there and use promo code CHICKS. And stock up on all the stuff that you've been wanting to get. That's the only thing that I wanted to make sure that you guys saw um, here. And then also, the video that we did yesterday about the 160 years. You're going to want to watch that. Well, you can watch it on Rumble. You can watch it on Facebook. I'll take this dog with me. How are you going to take that? Well, I just meant upstairs to get her away for a second to break her from the thinking that the treat is up there. The treat is not up there. I put it in the freezer and you're barking in the wrong spot. And the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays from the past three weeks are must watches and you don't actually have to start at episode one to watch those three episodes okay you can you can have watched gatlin you're getting out of control right now i'm the boss this is my show it's not your show you do not have to have watched all the other episodes to watch the last three and leah is going to tell you why those three episodes are very important 
Uh, the last three. Bye and good night. And I love you guys. The last three episodes. The last three episodes. Why are they important? Because we covered uh, Margaret Sanger and population control and Alfred Kinsey and the sexualization of children in the nation. All right. So I want uh, the one of the last stories I want to show you guys is uh, people are getting fed up with. Uh, the uh, the migrants actually being uh, bust into other parts of the nation. You know, Texas is, and, and Arizona have been overwhelmed. Um, and in Chicago, you had some people laying down the smack and they were like, hey. I don't want, I, I don't want them there. Ooh. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go. This is wrong. You got 73% of the people homeless in this city are black people. What have you done? lots of fireworks over the migrants moving into the Lakeshore Hotel for six months where 300 can be housed. Also, the city says it's a fluid situation and it will need to revisit that timeline. I don't want them there. Okay, she doesn't want them there. You know, in New York, um, Biden has asked New Yorkers Biden has asked New York private businesses to help migrant crisis by offering free services. The Biden admin again evaded responsibility for New York's spiraling migrant crisis. This was in Chicago. I just played for you. Now this is New York. This time by telling the Empire State's private businesses to step up while it offers a measly $600 million to offset the multi-billion dollar crisis. The proposal put forward by the White House officials in, uh, in a Wednesday meeting with Governor Kathy Hochul suggested pulling, putting out a call to city companies to provide free services to asylum seekers, including pro bono legal advice. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, White House said it would ask Congress for Six hundred million to help New York feed and house the crush of migrants. What are they doing on the on the border? Anybody know to stop them from coming over? Uh, you've got even if the city gets the paltry amount from the feds, the overall tally will be seven hundred and forty-six million, just a fraction of five point two billion already spent to care for the more than hundred and seven thousand asylum seekers who have arrived from the southern border since twenty twenty two. Mayor Eric Adams has already warned that the crisis could cost the city an eye watering twelve billion by twenty twenty five. Twelve billion dollars for people who come here illegally. Twelve billion dollars why you can't pay for your groceries, why you can't pay for your rent. Oh my goodness. Oh, 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 my goodness. New York City is caring for 60,000 asylum seekers. Thousands of migrants' kids are expected to start attending public school September 7th, according to the Department of Education. The flood continues to cripple the Big Apple's resources, with officials scrambling to find places to house roughly 3,000 migrants here in Chicago. We were just heard about uh, they can't find room for homeless people, but they're putting illegal migrants up in hotels with food. Meanwhile, New York City is still waiting for the liaison, a point person between the Federal Department of Homeland Security and Adams administration promised during uh, his and her trip to Washington, D.C. What do you guys think? I need to know. What do you guys think? This is craziness. Craziness. All right. What did I promise? Did I promise any other stories before I sign off? Because I got... You guys have to understand something. I've got two dogs in the basement, which is kind of hilarious here. Hey, are we being nice? Uh-uh-uh, little ladies. Um, excuse me. I, I don't know if they're... Uh, they have literally taken the wood for the winter and um, made nice little fire starters. That's what I'm saying. They literally made some fire starters. 
Go and watch our Bridie on segment. Guys, we covered Joe Biggs. We covered the January 6th uh, trial there. Chicago migrants moving into the hotel. I just did. Oh, you did that? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I did. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, watch our, our Bridie on segment we did. And if you guys are watching this afterwards, it will be combined. But we uh, played some really good clips from Trump uh, where he's saying, do not comply. Pretty, pretty powerful. Um, that was a... You never actually played the video from Mom's vlog you were going to play. Oh, I was just going to tell him about it. Okay. All right. And then tell him how to watch Mom's vlog. Okay. Tell him how to watch mom's blog. Let me play this clip. This is the black sentiment uh, about Trump. And I have seen several videos there. This, there are some curse words in this video, but oh. I've seen so many uh, videos coming out like this that are saying, um, I don't care what you guys have done or what's going on. I'm going to vote for Trump. There's some curse words in this, just FYI. I don't give a fuck who look at me different. I'm voting for Trump. I'm voting for Trump. Y'all can kiss my ass. Only thing these motherfucking Democrats done got in here in that chair and did was gave money to other motherfucking countries. They ain't gave up nothing. You wonder why all the killing rates still high. Man, Trump was in chill, man. Wasn't no killing going on. Everybody was getting money. Everybody was getting money. Everybody was happening. The PPP boys, they, they ain't had no pressure on this shit. Bring them back. And for them to come back, we need Trump. Straight up. Like, ain't nobody finna keep voting for no fucking Democrat and you niggas up here taking taking the money, giving it other countries. I'm not voting for y'all niggas. I'm letting you know that now. What, 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 um, what, um, clear? What channel? Uh, Delta. Right now. Yeah. Now, I ain't about to keep voting for y'all niggas, man. Fuck y'all. I'm voting for Trump. Free Trump. If he get indicted, I'm still voting for him. Trump, don't go to fucking jail, nigga. Get back in the chair. We need up. Oh my goodness. Did you guys see that? I, uh, I don't know what your sentiments are, but, uh, she, uh, she's speaking for a lot of people right now. I know it. I absolutely know she's speaking for a lot of people right now. It's crazy stuff. Okay. I got another video I meant to, I was going to bring up on, uh, from Lynette Zhang at ITM Trading of where we are at in the financial world right now. Why are, what, what are we seeing right now? And let me make sure that I am screen sharing. Okay, I am. There we go. Degree to which the currency is inflated. You can even do it in the Roman Empire. The, the amount of silver in the coin in the denarius, as it became less and less and less, Roman society became more and more crazy. And that's what's happening now with American society. It's the same thing. Now, there's nothing new under the sun. The core of all the corruption, all of it, is the money itself. Always go back in time to the year before, the decade before, to the century before. And everything all, we, all stems from a commodity. And that commodity for a global economy is gold and silver. And everything all ultimately goes back to them. So every fiat currency is really just another gold substitute or a promise to pay gold and silver in different ratios. So really everything, we talk about extras pyramid, it's all based on gold and silver. And we see this pyramid all the time. Everything on top of gold and silver is based on gold and silver. It's all it has to be exchangeable for that or it's worth nothing. What is the current dollar or the digital dollar or the CBDC or any other derivative? What is it all based on? It's based on gold and silver. I'm not trying to convince people who believe in the fiat system or whatever we call the fiat system. You have to understand where this all comes from and dig there. 
you guys are in for a treat. I have on Coffee with Lynette, not as insane. I would, I would ask certain things and then I would get these strange answers and they wouldn't really fit. And I'd be like, okay, I'll deal with that later. Um, but the, fir the, first, uh, the first struggle with inflation and that didn't make sense to me was I found a, a 1,000 shekel bill in my father's desk drawer. And uh, I didn't know he was so rich. So I said, you know, Abba, Father, Dad, you have this, uh, you have a thousand shekels. And, you know, a shekel was about three, uh, three to a dollar back then. This is like in the, in the mid 90s. And he said, no, that, that shekel is worth nothing. It's the old shekel because the, the shekel collapsed in inflation in 1984. And Israel says, it's just a piece of paper now. So, and then I asked him, like, why do prices always go up? And then he said, well, that's how an economy grows. So, and then I tried to connect it back to the shekel, the thousand shekel bill. That didn't make sense. And I, I kind of asked him, well, if prices always go up, isn't everything eventually going to be a million dollars? And he had no answer. Um, and then I, the, the next economics uh, question I had was in my economics class uh, in, when I was a senior in high school. And, and the, the teacher said, um, you know, she was explaining fiat money, that money used to be backed by gold. Uh, but now it's just it has value because the government says it does. And then I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, what, if, what if people don't believe the government? It's like you're creating a loop there. And I was like, OK, I don't get it. I'll deal with that later. And then in 2012 or 2011, really, um, I found Ron Paul in a sort of uh, offhanded way. I, I, don't, I, I wasn't really into politics, American politics that much, but I was looking up uh, partial birth abortions because I didn't know what they were and I didn't know why people were so angry about them. I didn't even know what it was. And then I ended up on ronpaul.com and he, and as an obstetrician, he was linking me to all these pictures of the procedure and I was absolutely horrified. And I was like, who is this guy? So then he answered all my economics questions. I was like, okay, this guy has the truth. I'm gonna look it up. And for the next five or 10 years, I was a Ron Paul guy. And then I started reading Rothbard Mises, and this is what I think about. Now I see the matrix. I see I've always, uh, you know, um, known that the corruption was going to spread. And then when it attacked me and my family personally with medical tyranny, and I, we all know what I'm talking about, um, then I became obsessed because now I'm under attack, and my family's under attack, and they're trying to take my kids. And uh, I kind of went into overdrive. And now, I, but I see, I still see that the core of all the corruption, all of it, is the money itself. And I know that. And if we can get the inflation out of the system by going back to gold and silver. We will collapse the economic structure as we know it, and it's going to be difficult, but that's what we need to do. And we need to get the stackers to understand that, to rebuild society when this whole thing falls, because it's going to fall whether we stack or not, but we may as well be prepared monetarily. Yes, exactly. And that's a really good point, because since the 70s, everything has been turned into a financial product. And that actually started long before, but once the central banks were in control, well, what do central banks know? They know debt and they know interest. So I absolutely agree with you. But, you know, you have a very unique proposition in that you say that there's really no such thing as fiat money. Can you explain that? Yeah, that's just a simple logical point. And that really is the point that I try to um, to hammer into the Austrian school, um, stacker, gold and silver, the whole coalition of people that we have that come from different perspectives, minimalist government people, libertarians, whatever. We, we use the problem is we use their terminology because we grew up with it because that's what we understand that's what we all grew up with and you can see that they're they keep trying to change language on us they're trying to get rid of the mm -hmm. word women now so that that we stop using the word woman and we stop saying girl and boy and then we, we you know we suddenly don't know what a grown boy is anyway it's not going to go that far i don't think that's too but that's too basically biological to get anywhere um but they're going to try uh so the problem with fiat money is that Mises, the not the founder of the austrian school but he's really the guy who plugged in the micro uh concepts into the macro picture um, and how Austrian school logic really extends out to the entire business cycle, the entire credit cycle. He makes a logical point that um, that there, a government, just like price controls cannot work. A government cannot say TVs cost X, tables cost Y, cars cost Z, and we're just gonna in invent this currency and that's what the prices are going to be. That's a price control of everything. And price controls uh, can't work because supply and demand always shift and always change. And that's why prices uh, that's why prices divide labor because it tells you how much of something exists or just how much people want it and and money clear you know markets clear 
So just like you can't set prices, uh, a fiat a fiat money, what we call a fiat money, is not really a fiat money. It's a substitute for a previous price array. Right? You can't uh, when you wake up in the morning. The only reason you know that thing that how much work you have to do and how much you can spend is because you knew basically what it was the day before, and you can you can um, uh, you can make an estimate. Right? It's going to be a pretty close estimate. And if you're good at it, you make money. And if you're bad at it, you lose money. That's entrepreneurship. But there's no such thing as just introducing a money based on nothing or a, a, medium, a monetary medium of exchange based on nothing and then just putting that in the economy and saying that that would be fiat from above. That would be price controls of everything. Every, every new currency that exists is based on a pre-existing price array from the day before. So really, there's no such thing as money because of what Mises calls the regression principle. You have to go back in time. You always go back in time the day before, to the year before, the decade before, to the century before. And everything all, we, all stems from a commodity. And that commodity for a global economy is gold and silver. So gold and silver fluctuate uh, against each other, uh, depending on their supply and demand. And everything all ultimately goes back to them. So, so every fiat currency is really just another gold substitute or a promise to pay gold and silver in different ratios. So really everything, we talk about extras pyramid, it's all based on gold and silver. And we see this pyramid mm -hmm. all the time, but if you internalize it, that's physically, uh, not physically, but, but conceptually, that's what it is. Everything on top of gold and silver is based on gold and silver. It all has to be exchangeable for that or it's worth nothing. Yes, that, that is a really good point. So let's kind of jump just a teeny bit because what the central banks are saying about the CBDCs, the way they're going to introduce it is that if you let us do CBDCs, then there will be no inflation. So essentially what you're saying, right, that there would be total price controls. Do you think that's possible? I mean, there'll be deflation if they do that, but. Um, the, well, inflation and deflation, I see this a little bit differently. When I think when you're talking about inflation, you're talking about price increases. Well, when they're saying there'll be no inflation, that's just pure BS. Um, right. There'll be no price increases. Prices change all the time, every second of every day. They always change. Um, and really, there's no qualitative difference, monetarily speaking, between a CBDC and a digital dollar today. Like when you, mm -hmm. when you go into your bank account and you see a number there, whether it's ten, you have $10,000 in your checking account. Well, 10,000 watts, like units of what? It, it's not $10,000 bills. It's not $110, you know, $10 bills or $100 bills or whatever it is. It's, it's, a, it's a data, it's a digital piece of data in your bank account that says your bank account has units of this data. So what's interesting that and a data that's, that's, blocked, that's backed by a blockchain, right? right. Uh, it's, it's really the same thing monetarily. What the difference is, is only in the degree of totalitarian control of that unit. Uh, because the CBDC, the central bank will, able to, will, be, will have a bird's eye view of every single transaction exactly where that unit goes because they'll attach a code to every transaction and they'll see everything. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to do a damn thing with privacy. And that's really the, that's the tyranny of it. But still, the, the 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 price units the pricing array of a cbdc let's say they introduce it okay so i got kicked off uh is that going to bring me back i don't know if, if i'm back on rumble or not but i guess i'm gonna end the show sorry to the d livers and to the facebookers and to everybody else uh who uh was enjoying our little uh, talk on gold and silver and i really was going to bring up this what he was talking about, stacking with gold and silver. Michelle, my back. I'm trying to pull up and see if you are, but I think you are. But okay. So oh, you're, you're back. what the devil does not want you to do right okay. now. I'm going to hang up. Okay. Is to go to ITM trading. And if you've got a 401k, if you've got a retirement account, um, then to give them a call. And uh, I'm going to, I have a thing here. Guys, we partnered with ITM Trading uh, to help those of you who have um, uh, retirement accounts. If you don't have a retirement account, 
Uh, if you are poor like me, and just kidding, don't speak that over yourself. If you don't have a heck of a lot of money, then go to SD Bullion. And uh, what I encourage people to do is get the junk silver or these um, these silver dollars. But uh, in the description, ITM Trading, Lynette, she they run a, um, a, a full service uh, physical gold and silver. And we're talking about the stackers. Yeah, guys, we need you all to stack. We need, if you've got extra, we need you to stack. This is how we, this is how we stop them. This is how we take the power back. This is how we take control back. The system is going to crash and it all goes back to physical gold and silver. This is what they stole from us. They stole from us the ability to buy and sell and trade with something that doesn't change value every day. Did you know that a dollar was a dollar for 200 years? There was no inflation. You didn't have to worry about saving anymore. And you didn't have to put your money into the stock market because you needed a 5% return just to stay even. You could just stay even because a dollar was a dollar was a dollar. And Michelle has all these cool little uh, lower thirds down here. And um, I wish that um, I knew which ones they were. But I do have one here for you guys. OBE. What is this? You go over here. You over here. Organic Body Essentials, uh, she is running a sale 20% off, 20% off. This is a massive sale. Um, I love it because I, I use the makeup remover. I use the, um, the the facial scrub. I use the, the facial mask. We use the uh, CBD uh, tinctures, 20% off for Labor Day, four days. I think it started yesterday or it's starting today, this weekend. So go to OBE, use promo code RC, okay? Um, this is like one of her best deals that she does all year long, all right? Remember, we have uh, um, Bards Fest, September 21st through 23rd. Go to Bards FM, camping. It's uh, by donation, suggested donation is $100 for three days. If you can't pay it, uh, $5 donation to just get in. Okay. Um, if you can't do that, contact us. We'll get you in. Um, if you want to help somebody go, you can actually buy a ticket for somebody else on there too. And people are doing that. Somebody bought a ticket one for one person paid 300 bucks. So you're going to help provide food for people. Um, it's a communal event. We're going to just equip the saints for the work of the ministry is what we're, we're all about. Again, uh, a really great sale going on this week, Labor Day, with my pillow. You guys know we love him. Uh, promo code. Uh, oh, please tell me it's RC there too. Um, RC at um, my pillow. I think they've got like the cool slippers with the fuzzy inside for like twenty nine ninety nine. Just help my pillow guy, okay? And if we are on Rumble, we're gonna stick it to the man. Um, there's a video here. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play. Is a couple actually, and since I'm I'm just on Rumble and I'm not on Facebook, guess what, guys? You are going to see if you came back. Tell me, tell me if you guys have seen this. The lasers bouncing off. They are saying that these lasers were used in Maui. What do you guys think? And that people who had blue cars or blue umbrellas or blue tarps, that their their houses were okay. What do you guys think? 
Uh, these cars so here. I brought it to my attention that we have these these very strange occurrences. We just shot down on the this highway. I don't know melting. if it was actually live, but um, we have it all recorded, but so we're going to post it. We're at okay. another one of these locations. So this is well above the burn zone, essentially, in a neighborhood known as So what happened Luna. here? I'm going to show you That's around real question. quick. People are asking questions. Um, this is a question uh, I think a lot of us are asking here. Um, where is she? Where'd she go? Tell me I put her up here. All right, I'll bring her up in a second. But here we have. Mercy on his sentence, indicating he Joe wanted Biggs. to be able to take his daughter to school one day. Ultimately, the judge years. decided on those 17 years but behind yes, bars in court. Nothing. Biggs said what happened is something he'll have to live with for the rest of his life. Joe Biggs got 17 years, but look at this. Hang on. Joe Biggs moved a um, barricade. Are any of these guys getting 17 years? They're literally the president of the United States, Donald Trump, had to go to a bunker because of this. None of those people got uh, profiled by the FBI, did they? No, they did not. This guy here, uh, Ned, how do you say his name? Ned Jorde Mitchum, 22 years old, committed suicide. He was, um, was tried and was going to be, he was seeking four misdemeanors. Let's compare the January 6th, quote unquote, insurrection to the riots on January 20th, 2017, Trump's inauguration day. Hundreds, if not thousands, of Antifa anarchists and communists rioted and committed arson on J-20. They threw rocks, smashed windows, assaulted police with projectiles, and to set SUVs and limousines on fire, destroying them, all in hopes of stopping the peaceful transfer of power after the lawful election of President Donald J. Trump. 235 J-20 suspects were charged with various felonies and were liable to serve between 25 and 70 years in prison with fines as high as $25,000. But a funny thing happened on the way to justice. They were quickly bonded out and then the judges rigged the cases to free the defendants. An example, U.S. Superior Court presiding judge Lynn Leibovitz, a George Bush Jr. appointee, forbade the prosecution from using phrases like Antifa and Black Bloc, and just before deliberations threw out the felony riot charges. Just two defendants were convicted, but Leibovitz suspended their sentences. Only one of the 235 defendants, Dane Powell, did any jail time, and it was only for four months. Let's contrast that with what happened at the January 6th protest to stop the Electoral College count and ensuing Big Steel. The J6 protesters weren't bonded out, and some are in solitary confinement. The feds arrested more than 570 January 6th protesters, more than twice as many as they arrested for the January 20th mayhem and charged many with quote-unquote civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, and violent entry into the Capitol building. 
Nicholas Styx writes, J20 rioters did exactly what judges and prosecutors have accused the J6 defendants of doing. The rioting communists tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a lawful election. This is life in the anarcho-tyranny, as Sam Francis described it, in which criminals aren't punished, which is why it's anarchy, but the innocent are, which is why it's tyranny. Read more comparisons by Nicholas Styx by clicking the link. Okay, so those were the videos I wanted to show you anyway, but I didn't want to show you on Facebook, so they be knocking me off of Facebook. Well, fine. Well, fine. Knocking me off of Facebook for playing a video on going back to gold and silver. The one thing I promised you guys, I didn't get to the Epstein deal. Sorry. Okay. I don't even see my article on that right now. So guys, join us on uh, Sunday for our world news shows. I have so much already for our world news show. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, here it is. The suspicious, uh, the suspicious activity. Not the top of the one. J.P. Morgan identified to the federal government more than $1 billion in suspicious transactions linked to Jeffrey Epstein after his death. Zero Hedge says it's about to get uh, very difficult to not identify Epstein's billionaire pedophile clients. Uh, J.P. Morgan was a full-service bank for Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking, uh, says Mimi Liu, an attorney for USVI, which says the enormous sum bolsters key allegations in their legal action against the bank, which they say knowingly benefited from Epstein's wrongdoing. Um, noting that this is Bloomberg reports, noting that this is the first time in the case that the sheer volume of Epstein's financial activity at JP Morgan over a 16 period ha, period has been disclosed. JP Morgan denies that it let Epstein's activities slide and says it reported about 150 cash transactions to a federal regulator between 2002 and 2013. Last month, the USVI told the judge in the case that the bank uh, facilitated over 1.1 million in payments from Jeffrey Epstein to girls or women, many of whom had Eastern European surnames. Sex trafficking. Over $320,000 of the payments were made to numerous individuals for whom J.P. Morgan had no previously identified payments. Uh, Singer wrote, accusing the bank of failing to disclose the payments until after the end of the discovery. J.P. Morgan claims it had no idea what Epstein was up to, up to pointing to depositions from current and former employees. So what do you guys think? You think the bank should be held accountable? We'll see. All right. Join us uh, on Sunday for our world news program. Lots of good stuff going on this week. And uh, check out our Rumble channel. You guys are on Rumble. You're the only people there right now. I only have Rumble going. So please, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and um, get that get that number up and going. And I want you to uh, go check out my mom has some really cool uh, videos this week. And what I played to you was, um, I'll do a screen share real quick so you guys can see them. Mom did really good. I call her mom. You guys call her Patriot Gallery. Uh, part one, war news, the devil, slavery versus life. Um, she, I think she breaks down some of the Maui fires in this one. Um yeah, so she breaks down some of the Maui fires. She goes deep into a lot of these. She does a lot of deep dives. She uh, she did the uh, Lynette clip there. Uh, there's three parts to that. I can't tell you about part two and three because I haven't watched them yet. Um, 
but uh yeah she she breaks down all the good stuff she gets into some of the uh the deeper stuff that michelle and i don't have a chance to get into so i want you guys to check that out you will be happy that you did all right i'm going to sign off now remember it's not just conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth we love you god loves you god bless and uh check out michelle's word this week she gave like two or three uh it's been awesome uh thanks to all the new subscribers i think we doubled our subscribers on facebook in like a week so uh we will i gotta find the june ending see michelle does the tech says ending june ending Okay, I think I'm back. Okay, so I got kicked off. Uh, is that going to bring me back? I don't know if, if I'm back on Rumble or not. But I guess I'm going to end the show. Sorry to the D-Livers and to the Facebookers and to everybody else uh, who uh, was enjoying our little uh, talk on gold and silver. And I really was going to bring up this, what he was talking about, stacking with gold and silver. Michelle, my back. I'm trying to pull up and see if you are, but I think you are. But... Okay, so... Oh, you're, you're back. What the devil does not want you to do right okay. now... I'm going to hang up. Okay, is to go to ITM Trading, and if you've got a 401k, if you've got a retirement account, um, then to give them a call, and uh, I'm going to, I have a thing here. Guys, we partnered with ITM Trading uh, to help those of you who have um, a retirement accounts. If you don't have a retirement account, uh, if you are poor like me, and just kidding, don't speak that over yourself. If you don't have a heck of a lot of money, then go to SD Bullion. And uh, what I encourage people to do is get the junk silver or these um, these silver dollars. But uh, in the description, ITM Trading, Lynette, she they run a, um, a, a full service uh, physical gold and silver. And we're talking about the stackers. Yeah, guys, we need you all to stack. We need, if you've got extra, we need you to stack. This is how we, this is how we stop them. This is how we take the power back. This is how we take control back. The system is going to crash and it all goes back to physical gold and silver. This is what they stole from us. They stole from us the ability to buy and sell and trade with something that doesn't change value every day. Did you know that a dollar was a dollar for 200 years? There was no inflation. You didn't have to worry about saving any you didn't have to put your money into the stock market because you needed a 5% return just to stay even. You could just stay even because a dollar was a dollar was a dollar. And Michelle has all these cool little uh, lower thirds down here. And um, I wish that um, I knew which ones they were. But I do have one here for you guys. OBE. What is this? You go over here. You over here. Organic Body Essentials, uh, she is running a sale 20% off, 20% off. This is a massive sale. Um, I love it because I, I use the makeup remover. I use the, um, the, the facial scrub. I use the, the facial mask. We use the uh, CBD uh, tinctures, 20% off for Labor Day, four days. I think it started yesterday. 
or it's starting today, this weekend. So go to OBE, use promo code RC, okay? Um, this is like one of her best deals that she does all year long, all right? Remember, we have uh, um, Bards Fest, September 21st through 23rd. Go to Bards FM, camping. It's uh, by donation. Suggested donation is $100 for three days. If you can't pay it, uh, $5 donation to just get in. Okay. Um, if you can't do that, contact us. We'll get you in. Um, if you want to help somebody go, you can actually buy a ticket for somebody else on there too. And people are doing that. Somebody bought a ticket one for one person paid 300 bucks. So you're going to help provide food for people. Um, it's a communal event. We're going to just equip the saints for the work of the ministry is what we're we're all about again uh, a really great sale going on this week labor day with my pillow you guys know we love him uh promo code uh oh please tell me it's rc there too um rc at um my pillow i think they've got like the cool slippers with the fuzzy inside for like 29.99 just help my pillow guy okay and if we are on rumble we're gonna stick it to the man um there's a video here. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play. There's a couple actually. And since I'm, I'm just on Rumble and I'm not on Facebook, guess what, guys? You are going to see if you came back. Tell me, tell me if you guys have seen this. The lasers bouncing off. They are saying that these lasers were used in Maui. What do you guys think? And that people who had blue cars or blue umbrellas or blue tarps that their their houses were okay. What do you guys think? Uh, these cars but here. I brought it to my attention that we have these these very strange occurrences. We just shot down in, on the highway. I don't know melting. if it was actually live, but um, we have it all recorded. But so we're going to post it. We're at okay. another one of these locations. So this is well above the burn zone, essentially, in a neighborhood known as So Lahaina what happened Luna. here? I'm going to show you That's around real question. quick. People are asking questions. Um, this is a question uh, I think a lot of us are asking here. Um, where is she? Where'd she go? Tell me I put her up here. All right, I'll bring her up in a second. But here we have mercy on his sentence indicating he Joe wanted Biggs. to be able to take his daughter to school one day ultimately the judge years. decided on those 17 years but behind Ray bars Epps, in court nothing big said what happened is something he'll have to live with for the rest of his life joe big's got 17 years but look at this hang on the I've gotten the upper hand a couple times. They've been able to Joe Biggs moved a um, barricade. Are any of these guys getting 17 years? They're literally the president of the United States, Donald Trump, had to go to a bunker because of this. None of those people got uh, profiled by the FBI, did they? No, they did not. This guy here, uh, Ned, how do you say his name? Ned. Jordi Mecham, 22 years old, committed suicide. He was um, was tried and was going to be, he was seeking four misdemeanors. Let's compare the January 6th, quote unquote, insurrection to the riots on January 20th, 2017. 
Trump's inauguration day. Hundreds, if not thousands, of Antifa anarchists and communists rioted and committed arson on J-20. They threw rocks, smashed windows, assaulted police with projectiles, and to set SUVs and limousines on fire, destroying them, all in hopes of stopping the peaceful transfer of power after the lawful election of President Donald J. Trump. 235 J-20 suspects were charged with various felonies and were liable to serve between 25 and 70 years in prison, with fines as high as $25,000. But a funny thing happened on the way to justice. They were quickly bonded out, and then the judges rigged the cases to free the defendants. An example? U.S. Superior Court presiding judge Lynn Leibovitz, a George Bush Jr. appointee, forbade the prosecution from using phrases like Antifa and Black Bloc, and just before deliberations threw out the felony riot charges. Just two defendants were convicted, but Leibovitz suspended their sentences. Only one of the 235 defendants, Dane Powell, did any jail time, and it was only for four months. Let's contrast that with what happened at the January 6th protest to stop the Electoral College count and ensuing Big Steel. The J6 protesters weren't bonded out, and some are in solitary confinement. The feds arrested more than 570 January 6th protesters, more than twice as many as they arrested for the January 20th mayhem and charged many with quote-unquote civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, and violent entry into the Capitol building. Nicholas Stix writes, J-20 rioters did exactly what judges and prosecutors have accused the J-6 defendants of doing. The rioting communists tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a lawful election. This is life in the anarcho-tyranny, as Sam Francis described it, in which criminals aren't punished, which is why it's anarchy, but the innocent are, which is why it's tyranny. Read more comparisons by Nicholas Stix by clicking the link Okay, so those were the videos I wanted to show you anyway, but I didn't want to show you on Facebook. So they be knocking me off of Facebook. Well, fine. Well, fine. Knocking me off of Facebook for playing a video on going back to gold and silver. The one thing I promised you guys, I didn't get to the Epstein deal. Sorry. Okay. I don't even see my article on that right now. So guys, join us on uh, Sunday for our world news shows. I have so much already for our world news show. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Oh, here it is. The suspicious, uh, the suspicious activity. Not the top of the one. J.P. Morgan identified to the federal government more than one billion in suspicious transactions linked to Jeffrey Epstein after his death. Zero Head says it's about to get uh, very difficult to not identify Epstein's billionaire pedophile clients. Uh, J.P. Morgan was a full-service bank for Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking, uh, says Mimi Liu, an attorney for USVI, which says the enormous sum bolsters key allegations in their legal action against the bank, which they say knowingly benefited from Epstein's wrongdoing. 
um, noting that this is Bloomberg reports noting that this is the first time in the case that the sheer volume of Epstein's financial activity at J.P. Morgan over a 16 period ha, period has been disclosed. J.P. Morgan desi- denies that it let Epstein's activities slide and says it reported about 150 cash transactions to a federal regulator between 2002 and 2013. Last month, the USVI told the judge in the case that the bank uh, facilitated over 1.1 million in payments from Jeffrey Epstein to girls or women, many of whom had Eastern European surnames. Sex trafficking. Over $320,000 of the payments were made to numerous individuals for whom J.P. Morgan had no previously identified payments. Uh, Singer wrote, accusing the bank of failing to disclose the payments until after the end of the discovery. J.P. Morgan claims it had no idea what Epstein was up to, up to pointing to depositions from current and former employees. So what do you guys think? You think the bank should be held accountable? We'll see. All right. Join us uh, on Sunday for our world news program. Lots of good stuff going on this week. And uh, check out our Rumble channel. You guys are on Rumble. You're the only people there right now. I only have Rumble going. So please, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and um, get that get that number up and going. And I want you to uh, go check out my mom has some really cool uh, videos this week. And what I played to you was, um, I'll do a screen share real quick so you guys can see them. Mom did really good. I call her mom. You guys call her Patriot Gallery. Uh, part one, war news, the devil, slavery versus life. Um, she, I think she breaks down some of the Maui fires in this one. Um yeah, so she breaks down some of the Maui fires. She goes deep into a lot of these. She does a lot of deep dives. She uh, she did the uh, Lynette clip there. Uh, there's three parts to that. I can't tell you about part two and three because I haven't watched them yet. Um, but uh, yeah, she she breaks down all the good stuff. She gets into some of the uh, the deeper stuff that Michelle and I don't have a chance to get into. So I want you guys to check that out. You will be happy that you did. All right, I'm going to sign off now. Remember, it's not just conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we love you. God loves you. God bless. And uh, check out Michelle's word this week. She gave like two or three. Uh, It's been awesome. Uh, Thanks to all the new subscribers. I think we doubled our subscribers on Facebook in like a week. So uh, we will, I got to find the June ending. See, Michelle does the tech. Says ending, June ending.